Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. To flame on the jazziest, most jealous Jezebels on the internet. I am Brian the Bear. I am here with Eric the Muscle Daddy. Hey guys. I have Jared the Alterna guy. Hey guy. Can I call you Draw Friend or is that Tony's Draw thing? Friend? That's, that's Tony. Is that Tony's thing? Oh, is it Tony? Can you be our Draw, uh, draw Amigo? Guy. Draw Amigo. Draw, draw Guy. Draw Guy. Draw Amigo. Yeah. Draw guy works. Draganist. Ooh, I like that. We got the question over here. Q for short. The roving reporter, fresh off of his tour of San San Francisco. It was Anaheim. Anaheim. Nice try. California. It's all the damn same. And we got Oral. Hi, everybody. The sweetest queen of the universe. Who just keeps the penis so far away from her mouth when she? No, sorry. Well, it's because when you finally get that money shot, you want to make sure it spreads. Evenly over the face. Evenly. Evenly? You want the even coating? It tightens it. Well, you know, there's that song about hot white cum where it's like, oh, God, we're already starting with this. The (laughs) Liz Fair, it's her song about how it makes her skin. Have you guys heard this? It's just me. It's It's just just you. you. Seriously. Okay. We have guests. We have have Joey and Jono from Geeks Out. Say hi, Hi. guys. Hello. Pleasure. Sweet. Now, uh, let's uh, let's talk about what Geeks Out is, because uh, it was sort of new to me. I was kind of digging around, finding stuff, and someone posted a link. I don't remember who, but what is Geeks Out? Geeks Out is a, a gay social organization dedicated to increasing queer visibility in comic book and, and nerd culture pieces. Um, so we do monthly events here in New York City, and the goal is to expand to elsewhere 
and really just gather the community as a way of uh, acknowledging our existence as fans of this kind of thing. We took it on as a mission to uh, to establish a, a beachhead, as it were, at the like doorstep of geek culture for the queer fans because we came together right after Comic-Con 2010 where there was almost no representation of queers out there on the floor at the con at all except for the fans who brought it with them. There was nothing queer there for them when they got there. So we made it our goal uh, to get to Comic-Con 2011 and establish a queer space at Comic-Con and it really gathered the fans there. It It was an awesome, awesome crossroads. And so we're doing that again for 2012. That's our big. Wow, that I, is awesome. Sorry, there are there are other sounds in my house right now. So That's uh, cool. if you occasionally hear a cackling, it is my partner Patrick. Actually, oh. my my partner and now domestic officially registered domestic partner. In the city, oh. the mutant registration. Because that's all we have here in fucking Podunk, Orlando, is domestic partner registry. Yay! Congratulations! Don't forget those Thanks. fancy new model T's that they just came from. Oh New York. yeah, from the city. From the city, <laughs> New York City. New York City. So um. Let's. Uh, so your next big event you guys have coming out is called Takay Back the Night, and it's on April twentieth. But what what uh, what are you guys doing for this? This sounds really cool. So we uh, sort of we're talking about George Takay at the start of this, and one of the things that's that's really true is is we want to not we want to solidify him as a gay cultural icon. Um, and Takay Back the Night, we have been requesting a lot of uh, artwork. From, from individuals all around the world uh, with just inspirational drawings of George Takei um, to really solidify his place in pop culture. So it's, a, got- it's on the occasion of his 75th birthday on, on April 20th. And so it's a, oh. it's a happy birthday to Mr. Takei, and it's uh, a celebration of his status as a queer geek icon. It's an art show. Um, we have original art being donated, as Joey said, from our allies, uh, comics artists, uh, web artists, um, costume designers, and uh, graphic designers that we know. Um, and it's sort of geek-inspired art, by, uh, art that has been inspired by Takei's legacy, his career, his persona. Um, and then we'll have it up as an auction. There's also a way for fans to participate in the show with um, a sort of a blank Portrait. It's almost like a coloring book page of Miss of George Takei's face, and you can color that in, fill that in electronically or physically, and submit that to be um, exhibited with the rest of the works as a like a gallery space on the twentieth. That sounds like perhaps. Cool. That's yeah, really perhaps cool. You'd be uh, interested awesome. in participating, Q. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, actually, uh, we were. Uh, I was going to ask, when is the deadline for uh, art? I can. It's April first, but. Uh, you know, for you, I can extend that. Yeah, Ooh. come on. What, what else ready? can you extend? Everybody's looking at me. Uh, hey. <laughs> uh, easy, easy there. We'll, we'll get back to you on that. Uh, we'll see what our our Dramigo's uh, schedule is like. If he, uh, if he is inspired by that, that would be pretty cool. Remember, Jared, I'm Eveline, and you work in my sweatshop. And better don't nobody bring you. <laughs> You're Kathy Lee. No bad news. Uh, Kathy Lee? Uh, you want some white wine? <laughs> Kathy Lee is Eveline. Thank you. We'll save you. Oh, <laughs> so um, yeah, that actually might be a good even like for cover art too. Yeah. All right, we'll think about it. So, uh, well, yeah, I mean, and it's just it's it's an art show. It's an art auction. It's going to be a one night event. Uh, we'll go. We'll put the works up on an, a Tumblr as well, so people can see. And uh, 
we've actually heard back from Mr. Takei via his partner, and uh, he's really excited about it, too. He's not going to be there, unfortunately, but um, he's got a gig with the Toronto Symphony Orchestra, but he thinks it's funny. I thought we agreed to just pretend that he might be there. And yeah, he's going to be there. <laughs> Get the story straight. Exactly. You never know who might show up. Oh, you know. Yeah, actually, he could be there. His I'm, I'm sure be... the Toronto Symphony Orchestra has some sort of publicist that's going to let people know where he's going to be that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ever did happen to say, you know, talk to him in person, that's like our dream, I think, for this year is to get him <laughs> as an interview. I have an anecdote about George Takei. Uh-oh. What? Oh, yeah. So I think he was here at FXCon a couple of years ago. Yeah. And um, I couldn't go, so my friends went and they got um, an autograph for me. And they said, hi, you know, you know, it's very nice to meet you. We love your work. Uh, could you sign something for our friend named Oral? And he's like, Oral? He's like, no, no, not, not us. Like, that's just a friend we know. <laughs> well, maybe us later. <laughs> and I got an oh my. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> that is awesome. That's cool. Yeah, um, our generation doesn't really have a, its own gay male um, like cultural icon. There's only Harvey Milk of our generation, so that's cool that you guys are, are putting decay Not my. I mean, Harvey Milk is my generation. Well, <laughs> my generation. My generation. Congratulations, okay. Q. You just aged yourself, what, 60, 70 decades? Ooh. So well, he's, uh, doing, he's got a lot of besides the of obvious Star Trek and uh, you know Disney connections. He's still a very active uh, do-gooder on a lot of fronts, and um, that is to be encouraged in any citizen, in any you know queer cultural person of note or uh, nobody's like you and I. I agree, and I think it's fantastic, and it's a great idea. I really, uh, uh, it's so it should cool. be really fun. I think so. Now um, you also have on your website. Uh, was it geeksout.org? Is that right? That's correct. You have a donation slash charity drive that is ongoing? Well, well always. Um, we, Joey? Yeah, uh, so if you go to geeksout.org, you'll be able to purchase um, artwork and tote bags with artwork uh, that really help support our organization. And it's all to get us back to Comic-Con. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, so, so you do actually raise money for other organizations, but part of that, because I guess you guys are a non-for-profit, you guys right. use that to get out to other events to spread the word about Geeks Out. Yeah. yeah. So cool. this year, the, the Decay Back the Night is going to hopefully propel us into Comic-Con 2012, where last year we were able to get uh, one big giant event, one big giant, um, what are those things called? Panels. Panels. Um, one, one big panel um, called it get Be- it called it get it gets better with comics, where we had a number of industry creators and uh, writers and artists of different types talk about their experience with comics and talk about um, what those books have done for them. I think a lot of people don't really think about comics as being transformative in their nature, but it's it's. It's really important for people to experience art that speaks to them, and one way of getting uh, a positive message to gay teams across can be done with comics, especially because there's so much in them that can be visual that you can identify with and that can talk to you about better experiences. Um, and that was a really wonderful panel for that experience for for that mood. And then also being there throughout the con we were able to reach out to a lot of people who otherwise um, didn't know that there was this other angle to comics, that there was the, there was a community that there were, 
places they could be and feel a part of. And that's, I mean, it's just so rewarding to do that sort of thing. Oh, I, I think all of this, in my experience growing up as a little queer fellow and as a little geek fellow, it often felt sort of doubly isolating as though I had a, a double handicap. And that was something that we in Geeks Out really want to combat because we have found as we've grown older um, that there is a very exciting, vibrant, sexy, fun community of queer geeks that we would not have expected there to be. Uh, and it sort of localized in our circle of friends, and that's where we started with Geeks Out, and we're broadening it and broadening it. And at every step at which we broaden it, like going to a con or having a big event, we find more and more people who are excited by to discover that this community is here, um, that these two worlds have so many you know, exciting intersections. Uh, and that's something that as, uh, in our panel and in our messaging, we wanted to send out excuse me to the to the this generation's youngsters absolutely fantastic. it's fantastic um well i look forward to you know seeing what you guys do it's uh, very cool to find another group i mean we're kind of doing sort of the same thing but not nearly as charity focused i mean that's what's awesome about you guys you're really giving back and uh, we're a know, bunch we... of bitchy, opinionated faggots too i mean we have our <laughs> <laughs> and it's not all business you know with this 501c3 is just one aspect of it and you know we're really trying to engage on the level at which fans enjoy the comics you know we've got a couple posts where um i personally read uh, the new uh, costume changes for Miss Power Girl on the DC side and Ms. Which one? Marvel on the Marvel side. Oh, God. Miss Power Girl makes about this. What are you wearing? And, you know, well, we're going to talk well, about that here. And we don't have a gay friend that will stop them before they leave. Oh. <laughs> no, they don't. That bitch just decided, oh, look, it's a breast window. Well, bitch, that was cute. But when I can see half of a nipple, that ain't classy. That ain't classy at all. Well, we're going to talk about that more when we get to the comic segment, so I want to save that for later. But what we are also going to talk about on today's show, so you guys know listening out there what we're going to be doing, we're going to talk about John Carter. Very briefly, some of us saw it. It's a great microsode that the Nerdy Show recorded and I, I participated in, so check that out for a more extensive review. But we're going to talk a little bit about that and Hunger Games, which just came out. Uh, three of us, I think, saw it. And I am finally going to weigh in on the 1010 debate. Oh, uh, Oral and I are going to weigh in on 1010 here. Okay, that's uh, for movies. What else? I we, can't I, wait, wait for the porn version. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not the Ren 1010 porn, right, no, right Oral? Not. Yeah. So oh, we got also um, some book stuff. Uh, one of our, uh, I think the question here wrote, uh, read The Name of the Wind, which is an exciting new series. Good Christian Bitches, TV-wise, is probably the hottest new show out. Amazing stuff. And the new Doctor Who companion, Oral and I will freak out about that for a little bit. Um, and Avatar Legend of Korra. Oh, We're going to talk about that. Of course, yes. That's exciting for all you Avatar, well, the proper Avatar fans, not, <laughs> not that blue skin movie. Um, Thank you. There is some gaming stuff we're going to talk about in addition to some gay news. Eric has played Fallout 3 and has some very controversial okay, news to I'll share, very controversial opinions to share with us. Uh, plus... Uh, We'll see how the old republic stands if yes. we're still doing anything with it. <laughs> so, um, and of course, the question has been busy. As I mentioned, he went to WonderCon in Anaheim. He's got all kinds of great news about that. Uh, and then we will get into the comics, the thick of the debate about yeah, the new the costume, the-, the costume changes that were afoot, some of the uh, unfortunate deaths of some of the very huge art influences of the last you know decade or more than decade, uh, last like forty years. Wait, and- did Liefeld die? 
No. No, he's not a no, huge no. influence. Oh, yeah. no. He's just a huge dick. All right, so let's go on. So let's get into this. We'll talk about movies first. Now, John Carter of Mars, that's in parentheses. For those of you who have not seen it, shame on you, because it is so awesomely epic and so much fun that I think you're missing out. And it's all the advertisers' fault, because the marketing people on this movie, I, I don't know what they were even trying to do. Like, they just assumed everybody knows John Carter. Hey, hey guys, we have a movie coming out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Disney is known for their good advertising and their, and their product placement and their, and their merchandising. John Carter has nothing. It's yeah, almost animation, like... Animation, they're good with that. They're good with animation, right. Well, and there's they, that comic book that nobody reads. I re- in fact, let me just talk about that. I went to oh. the store yesterday, No Gods of Mars... No, we had we have it. I didn't see it. Oh, well, you didn't. It was ask, not did out. You? I didn't ask. Okay, it was man. not out on the shelves, but or I didn't find it. But no, the um the other one's pretty good though. The one I actually have the trade here. The Princess of Mars by Roger Land. I just thought that John Carter could have been sexier. Really? <laughs> he was in a loincloth. Come on, and jeans. Yeah. What else? What else? Uh, I mean, and a harness for God's sake. What else do you want? But no, he was sexy in them. Yeah, like, I just felt like every time I saw a preview for it, I was like, I get that he's supposed to be hot, but could we have gotten, you know, like a more chiseled, you know, sexier daddy type actor to wear this? Uh, I don't think that had to do with it, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> wait, wasn't that Taylor Kitsch? Kitsch? Yeah, yeah, from um, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, he's also Gambit, and yeah. And and oh, he was Gambit. I yeah, did yeah. not remember that. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you didn't remember him. He's unremembered. Yeah. Well, and that's a big criticism. Oh, yeah. A okay, lot of people point. thought that he wasn't probably the best choice for the leading man. Personally, though, I thought he worked perfectly in the he film. Did a good job. I've that? read the first book, which this was based on. I've now read the graphic novel adaptation of that from Marvel. It's it was a great great story. The animation was great. All the CG, all the I didn't even think about the fact that it was CG. No. They've finally gotten to that point where they've kind of come out of the uncanny valley and it's like I just accept it. Now, if you think about it, you go, okay, well, that's cool. They animated this or that. But it just looked great and it, realistic. It was visually beautiful. Very, yeah. very beautiful. It was seamless. I saw it at um, a local mall here, Fashion Square, mm-hmm. and I sat in the D-Box. Mind you, I You did was, the D-Box. Yeah, I did the D-Box wow. and 3D. Well, do you want to explain to our boys in New York what the D-Box is? I was just about <laughs> to say that. It's it, not the dick box. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Uh, that's what I thought, too. And I was, I was sadly mistaken. <laughs> I was ready Glory to Hole plus John Carter? <laughs> I am sold. <laughs> so, no, it's um uh, a row of seats in a movie theater where they actually shake. Um, and so, like, you feel the movie. So when you're flying through space, it kind of, like, coasts and drifts. When you um, are, like, riding on the cavalry of, like, Martian, mm-hmm. like, things, it, they, they gallop. It was really fun. It was $17, but it was Did they fun. show porn in that theater? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Oh, I thought about that, but I assume patent pending somewhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was, it was seamless with the um, special effects. I really like the story, which I feel I haven't read the book, but I feel like they did a great job. The love story is meh, because I don't really care about love stories between men and women, unless it's Mr. Darcy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, so... The impression that I took away from it, besides an appreciation for the craft that was involved, because everybody who had to show up and do their job to make the world look good showed up and did their job and made the world look really beautiful, but I feel like it skipped the step where it made me care about them. Like, it was so much story to tell. I felt like I was third of the way through the movie, and I said, whoa, wait, 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 wait. 
have I forgotten like why I should care? Exactly. That's exactly how I felt. I mean, I enjoyed it and I visually loved it, but I felt the same way. I didn't really care well, about the story. John Carter is not a sympathetic character in the books or in the movies. The only reason you care about him is all the crap that happens. I mean, it was but Sinestro was fabulous. Hun- oh God, yes, oh. yeah, yeah, John Mark Strong. This was made 100 years ago, and back then, the pulpy stories they told, a lot of times there wasn't a whole lot of character development. It was an action yeah. hero, Indiana Jones style, doing his thing, being a bit of a smartass, running through. He finds a hot chick. You know, she's basically naked in the books. I mean, in the, in, at least in this and in the comics, she's actually, you know, decently clothed, but still the, sexy. Uh, she needed to have clothes on. <laughs> think of the iconic uh, French. They should have gotten, picture, like, so. a Bruce Campbell type then. Somebody that was oh. more charisma. That Cur- like, brought that sort of, like, soft-spoken, anti-hero comic book, two-dimensional kind of thing I to agree. life with some sort of twinkle. Well, Bruce Campbell yeah. would have been amazing Jono, in this role. And to add with that, they could have used some more uniqueness, nerve, and talent, too. Hello? Ma- <laughs> well... Please, if you guys have a chance, go check it out in the theaters before it closes yep. and is just yep. a total disaster. <laughs> it was directed by and the guy from the Disney Pixar down movies. with it. That shit's going to cost him $200 million. Oh, yeah, God. It's, it's already considered a flop. <laughs> yeah. Wally, the director of Wally. And Finding Nemo, right? And, and Nemo, too? Maybe. Yeah. Yes. It I has think so. that. Andrew Stanton. Andrew Stanton. Yeah. He, it, it, the whole movie was so funny. That's why I couldn't get over it. It was so. Like, even in the first five minutes yeah. when he's, like, trying to escape. And he jumps out the window. <laughs> oh, Brian Cranston is the uh, the other Confederate like, guy. I, yeah. Was, well, Tars Tarkas is played by um, what's his name Defoe. William Defoe. Defoe. Yeah. Great, greatly animated. Very funny in a lot of places, but mm-hmm. very serious. And mm-hmm. I mean, just so much good stuff. I cared about it, but I think it's just because I care about the source material. But you're right. It, the 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 movie didn't sell you necessarily on, you know, why do I care about these people? I, I agree. But then when the dog shows up. I cared about the oh, dog. Oh, the dog oh, was my so favorite cute. character. Yeah. I was so worried that Wally or Woola, Woola, I think, was going to get killed in like the epic battle thing. And I was like, no, don't kill him. No, anyway. yeah, Woola's the, the slave or the, 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 the creature. The, the alien. Yeah. Who was like shamed. Actually, that made me think that that's what Star Wars Episode One should have been. And that could Absolutely. have been the Jar Jar type character. This movie is sadly underperforming ep- uh, Episode One. Uh, even the re-release in 3D, and it's a shame because so much of Star Wars and so much of all these different sci-fi icons come from John Carter. Yeah, everything you know? like Star Wars is derivative of John Carter. Totally, like totally. the light weapon, you know, yeah. like a sword and like a gun, the, the ninth ray, all that crap. Yeah. So let's yeah. move on. Great movie. Please check it out while you can. Hunger Games, okay. another very I, I, popular I, film. Uh, Hunger Games. Okay. Yeah. So I need someone to help me because I'm conflicted. Uh-oh. I see the trailers for hung- Hunger Games. I haven't read the books. I love dystopias. But should I care? Yes. I don't know if I care. You should. And here's I why. Just don't know. If why? you like dystopians, uh, dystopian films, dystopian whatevers, this book is awesome for that. It paints such a world of like, you know, I don't know if they ever explained this uh you've read I've read all three books. Okay. Yeah. Do they ever explain why the um the districts rebelled? The 13th you know? district was uh yeah, they said well, it in the beginning that in the little commercial um, that the thirteenth district like rose up and uh, okay. and then the capital just kind of blasted them off the map and then started the Hunger Games to show the other twelve districts you better not do this okay we should we have power over you so it's it's America vaguely they call it what Pan Am or something Pan Am yeah Pan Am and it's this idea that all these you know regions are there and they're all subjugated to the capital yeah there are like twelve like poor working districts that provide like resources yes. which is like- not DC by the way <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point that out being a yeah. fan and, and second home my, my second home is DC I do yeah. not it is not DC so is it- I have 
Oh, sorry, go on. Oh, so I, I've read all of them as well, and uh, it's one of the things that's really cool is that it's a dystopian future that also really clearly parallels the way that our world works now. Like the dis- the twelve districts, they live in poverty, and then they produce these like they produce food and and technology all for the main capital, you know. And in that way, you can sort of envision like the way that China works now where you're like, I got this iPad and no one in China can afford it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. You're totally right. Yeah. I never thought about the Foxconn that, connection. It's funny that you bring that up. Well, I want to start by saying I thought the movie was amazing. I loved it. I got a little tear, you know, when a certain death happened and, you know, I thought it was great. It was like, expertly made. I really liked the score and the acting. But what you just said, that's not in the movie. Really? How that, that sort of little bit of like satire or of like political metaphor, that's not there. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. I saw the movie. Yeah. Like, it's not like the whole book, uh-huh. Katniss is actively like playing to the camera and trying to make people like her to get sponsors. Sponsors, right. And even the, the whole romance, which is it feels genuine in the movie, was all fake in the book. Oh, no. Like, she was pretending. Oh. Um, and then even in that, at the end of the book, right before. They get off the train. They go back home. I'm sorry. I'm, right before everybody spoiler. died. Spoiler alert. <laughs> sorry, that's a huge spoiler. spoiler. Anyways, but yeah, the, and then the book they have this like really like harsh conversation where she's like, "Yeah, that wasn't real," and she's like, "Well," and he's like, just crushed. And he's like, "Well, can you like let me know if you change your mind?" She's like, "Well, yeah, but for the time being, we have to act like we're still together." Right. And, Which also I totally appreciate because like, but that wasn't like, in the movie. She just battled like she just killed a whole bunch of people. She's like sad and depressed she hates the world she lives in Mm -hmm. i really like that like she's definitely like she's like yeah look i don't have time to think about love my sister's dying no one has food the whole area (laughs) and like in like we all live in basically shit so like it sounds like my neighborhood i i I just stabbed a whole bunch of i just shot a bunch of people with my arrow yeah i like lost a new friend she was such a reluctant hero she was so reluctant to kill people, too, which I love that they, I don't know if, again, this is how they portrayed in the book. She was just, like, hiding, like, up in trees to try to get away from all the killers. Presumably, eventually, she knew she'd have to, right. but she didn't want to do it right away, and uh, that Her was... hand was forced. How does right. it look? Looks gorgeous. The only thing I will say, uh, negatively, otherwise, I mean, beautiful film, I was so, like, gripped with intensity of just... In fact, I read some people's reviews. They said they were exhausted after it because they were so tense the whole time. Because wow. um, there's such a sense of foreboding, even from the beginning, of what's going to wow. happen and the way it's shot. It will make you sick if you have, like, motion sickness or uh, you're easily, like, you know, shaky cam makes you, makes you vomit. It's in fact, my cam. partner actually had to leave early because he was sick from the shaky cam. Uh, it, it was it was not like I'm sure a lot of people will still enjoy it. It but. wasn't as bad as Blair Witch. Well, no, it wasn't as bad as Blair Witch. I thought I thought Patrick left early because he was sick of Lenny Kravitz's poor acting. <laughs> hey, he did a good job. Yes. He, he felt you know he was good genuine. I he How didn't. Was she? How was Jennifer Lawrence? Uh, who's she? Oh, that's the main. That's uh. That oh, she she killed it. Yeah, she was yeah. amazing. She's so good and like nothing like the previous roles I've seen her in either. No, it's actually kind of like Winter's Bone. When you think about it. Why well, the girl had to Bone. rise up and like protect her family and okay. like go above and beyond? Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I love that Josh Hutcherson, the little little divot in his chin. I want to live there. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little too young Wait, for he's my the, taste. He's Peta. Yeah. yeah. I, I like the boyfriend, think... Gale, better. Oh, yes. Yeah. Little, little Hemsworth. Yeah. Oh, Thor's he's... little brother. Yeah. 
That's him. Okay. Yeah, Liam Hemsworth. He's yeah, he's more my speed. But uh Woody Harrelson was awesome in it too. Hey Mitch, yeah. I love seeing him play a straight oh, I didn't know role. Who was in it? Yeah, he's like the mentor. He's the previous survivor of the games from their district. Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah, he's like their mentor and he's a total bastard at first, kind of the thing you don't like. He's him. like a he drunk. Don't. He's yeah. a drunk. But he realizes very quickly that Katniss has potential to actually win and you know that's what kind of drives their relationship and he actually goes out of his way to help find the sponsors once she's in the game which I didn't realize see I kept thinking they were going to have this whole sponsor meet uh, thing because it's very like I feel like it's very like Hollywood influenced like it this, is. this uh, the writer has had the experience of shopping a script in Hollywood or something, is or has been an actress or something. Like she she knows what the meat market and the terrible process is like, you mm-hmm. know. And you see that echoed in this work. Um, but I thought they were going to have like a meeting with sponsors, like to try to get it. Yeah, it's but they very... didn't. They underplayed all that. It yeah, sounds like. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was good. So I mean, I would say go see it. Definitely yeah. great. I would say it, it, it's it's more of a superhero movie than like the sort of. Uh, Commentary the way the book was. Yeah, it's more um, straight. But it was up. still a great movie. Man, so. I remain on the fence. Con- oh, and oh, and the um the music. Oh, you, you said the score, epic. And yeah, they haven't put it out the yet. Beginning. They haven't put it out yet. Are you sure? I looked. I looked online. Oh, okay. Didn't find it. So oh, well, let's move on. You saw Tin Tin. Yeah, Oral and I have yeah, seen Tin Tin now. Oh, now go ahead, Oral. Disclaimer. Please start. Um, I was watching Tin Tin with some gal pals of mine. And we may have been drinking soju. Which See, he is... was wasted. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you were drinking soju. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so we we were talking and watching the movie, and I thought it looked great. And I thought Tintin looked cute. And I love the dog Snowy. Yeah. And then we kind of got lost. So I know there's a ship. Ah! And... <laughs> so let's let's. And there's there's money, and the guy was having past lives because he was a pirate. So and he he's a drunk. The deal is that was for those of you who have not listened to the prior episodes of our show, we should point out when it came out. The question is the only one who saw it, and his review was very simple. It was what was the cue? It was boring. It's boring. Let's move so on. So the challenge was let's go watch it. Let's have more people comment because we got some flack on our forums and all that stuff. So this is for that. I, I think I actually now understand what you mean. It's a beautiful film. I actually went and read up on Tintin and some of the characters, and they brought some of those, like, uh, Haddock is from the books. He's an ongoing character. The opera mm-hmm. singer, ad- ad- additional ongoing characters. The, the twin um, cops. Again, all Williams. from the stories. Singer? Yeah. She shatters, like, crystal and stuff. No. <laughs> so lots of fun gags, lots of cool, like, Tintin uh, lore. Uh, it felt very much like an Indiana Jones movie with like all the you know production things you couldn't do in without Indiana the Last Jones. Crusade. <laughs> yeah, without Last Crusade. No, but I mean it was very Indiana Jones. Ten Ten is an adventure. It's all that classic pulpy stuff. But having said all that, I actually really was kind of bored throughout it. Um, and I could see why, especially if you were drinking, <laughs> you might kind of get lost and be like, what the hell is going on? Well, uh, see, and, and then I realized that I had met the girl that I was sitting next to before, and that she had had sex life. In, a, in a parking lot, and she was friends with my friends. And so I'm just like, well, how could you not remember my name? My name is Oral Girl, but oh. she knocked over drinks, and it was bad. Oral's Tintin review, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. So... <laughs> I guess what we have to say here is, <laughs> it's. I loved it. I loved that review. <laughs> Watch out, Roger Ebert. <laughs> um, 
I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah. Let's just leave it at that. I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. Moving on. Okay. Moving on. Very very quickly, I want to touch on a book I started reading. This is supposed to be like the new like hot like fantasy uh, genre book. It's called uh, The Name of the Wind. And it's a story within a story, which also has some stories within that story. <laughs> and it's it's about this uh, this guy who's like an old ta- – he works at a tavern. And some guy comes up, and he's like a professional storyteller, and he recognizes him. says, I want to tell your story because he's renowned throughout this like magical world uh, for being like an, a, like an amazing like magician sort of – but it's not played up to be like – Harry Potter. It's very, like, toned-down fantasy, which is, I think, the best way to do fantasy. And anyway, so he has to tell this, like, epic story. He goes, like, well, okay, I'll tell you my story, but it's going to take three days. He's like, three days? And so the the series is a trilogy, and each day of him telling the story is one book. I knew it. I knew it's three days, three books. <laughs> and, yeah. So it's a holiday weekend? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, like, in the character, you know, most character, most people come from, like, they're like they're really bad at something, or they're, they're it's like a drown trodden character that almost makes it interesting. But this guy is like an arrogant like pre- he's he's a little shit because he's he's so good at everything and he knows it. Uh-huh. And it's but it's really interesting to read it too. Is there any like sort of sense of unreliable narrator that he's making up stuff? Or well, lying? yes and no. Um, you know, he like passes a class like a in the, in the magic university. You know, really quick, like in seven days. Uh-huh. And you're like, did he really do seven days? Because he says most people take like three months or right, whatever. And right. you're like, uh, I don't know about that. And yeah, so so they don't have any characters. Well, this, you just read the first book, right? I'm in the, in the middle of the first book. But it's like it's really good. Okay, you know? I'm just so, wondering if at some point some character is going to come in and call him on his shit because that'd be hilarious. Um, yeah. Well, so it keeps. While he's telling it, it keeps going back to the present. Yeah. Um, and there's like, he's in a tavern with two other characters, and sometimes they question him, and they're like, well, wait, 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 you skipped that, and this, and what about this thing? And nice. Like, you know, good, so good, good. it is pretty cool, you know. Um, That's cool. But yeah, check it out. Yeah, definitely. I have friends who are very uh, booky, they read high tone sci fi, and they are big fans of the Rothfuss books. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We'll check it out. They're, they're oh. High yeah, praise the, from them, too. Yeah. So, TV. There's a new show we, t- we talked GCB. about. GCB, and if those of you don't know, that is actually Good Christian Bitches, based on a very popular book series, again. The reason I watch this show is twofold. One, and I think Oral and I can relate here, we were both raised in the church. Southern Baptist. Southern Baptist. Yeah. So we know what it's like to see duplicitous bitches. Second, oh, two hey, words, Kristen Chenoweth. How's your mama doing? Drunk bitch. That's why she didn't come to church. Oh. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, give her my best. Mm, she couldn't even drive her kids to work. Maybe she had to bring them. We need to have a black church on that show, although it is in Dallas. They may have a few. They're black know. people. They are. They, they cook are and black clean. people in Dallas. Sweet. They, they what? They cook and clean. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, for those of you who don't know, the whole point of the show is uh, this woman who is like a real bitch in high school. She goes away to California, gets married, has you know kids. Her husband gets like killed in a car accident while he's getting a blowjob. After he's been in- indicted as like a Ponzi scheme guy, so like her whole life is ruined in California. Moves back to Texas to live with Annie Potts, her mother, who is fabulous, by the way. I'm living for Annie Potts. Oh my god, <laughs> she looks great. First of all, I I thought, oh my god, she's gonna be like a upwards of like 50s maybe even late, 60s late, late 50s, but she 60s. looks fantastic so she has some good work or something but she should um, always carry a shotgun always oh my <laughs> god yes oh that, anyway so so she comes back and she sees her old high school 
uh, uh, associates. I don't want to say friends because basically all the people who are like popular in this church and are like big wigs in the community, they were all the ones that she picked on and called like uh, some kind of pig name. Like there's this whole thing where you find out about all the stuff that went on in their high school. Anyway, so so Kristen Chenoweth plays like the real ugly duckling that she was totally picked on, but she's become this gorgeous. I mean, Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah, she's hot. And her husband's this huge oil tycoon, and like the richest. All of them are rich. Um, but one of my favorite parts of the show, which I think we'll all, we'll all enjoy here, is there's a woman who is like another big wig in the community, like a businesswoman, and her husband is. Oh, is that the man that? Oh, obviously, oh. like he's hot. First of all, he's very like, kind of daddy guy, and he's hot, and he's very obviously gay. He's got like a ranch hand that he's running around with, and all oh. this stuff. So the first episode, you're like, okay, cool, they're gonna play up this whole thing, and at some point, I'm sure she's gonna find out, and blah 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 blah. Second episode, it is revealed. Spoilers that. She already knows it's an arranged. It's like an arranged marriage. It's basically like they knew they were like they were probably you know good gay best friends you know whatever. Right. And she married him and knew, knew like oh yeah he's gay and that's fine because she gives she has they have kids together, and it's just so awesome because the reveal is this huge. It's like bigger than king size bed and he's like rolling over to the far end of the other bed. <laughs> so anyway. If you like Kristen Chenoweth, this is like her vehicle. She gets to sing in it like every episode. You know, she's a great singer. And she is as catty as you could ever hope for. Uh, I forgot who the other actresses and actors are, but you've seen them. Like a lot of them are ones from other shows you've seen before. The lead's from Popular. Yeah, that's right. The the Bib. And she was also in The League. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. What? What? From Popular's well, on this. Why didn't you tell me that? I would have watched I'm this sorry. already. I'm I sorry. I love Popular. You should watch it because it's awesome. Because I told you. Oh, it's good. you got to get control of your friends. Seriously. I know. <laughs> oh, goddamn, uh, I never actually. Can I admit I've never watched Popular? <gasps> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I've never watched with, it. I've never even heard of it. With Mary Cherry and Delta. Uh, I've heard of it. I just her mother never, as Cherry Cherry. Never watched and it. Melissa Etheridge's crazy ex-wife. I know. I just never watched it. Jesus I'm sorry. Christ. I know. Delta Burke. Delta, Delta fucking Burke. Exactly. I know. I know. I'm bad gay. So, good Christian bitches. You guys all check it out. It's ABC's on Sunday nights. I think we're up three three episodes. They're all on Hulu. Okay. So you got your homework. Go out and do it. Yes, dear. Uh, real quick, another show I want to talk about real quick. James May. Do you guys know James May? Anybody knows James May? No. no. Anybody watch Top Gear? Am yes. I the straightest guy in yes. this damn... Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, no, I, I watch Top Gear. Yes, all right, good, good. James good. May is. James May. Jared, you can go back to sleep now. <laughs> Thank you. He has a show on the BBC America, originally on BBC, whatever, called Toy Stories, and it's so cool because he finds these like toys that he brings back to like popular attention, and he does it through huge projects. So he took this like modeling clay thing called Plasticine mm-hmm. and made a huge floral garden out of it for an art, uh, like a flower exhibit. Mm-hmm. Then he did a model train exhibit where it was like the longest train, uh, you know, little HO or double O model, whatever. Uh, on the you know, they did like a world record. He broke a world record. So is this like Antiques Roadshow for toy enthusiasts? <laughs> well, but done by the producers of Top Gear. Yes. Okay. And Top Gear is great because they have a great way of editing all their stories, so it's really tight and funny, and it's it's good. Oral, it's really good. Oral, do we care? You should. And here's care. why. Well, I'm You're geeky. All. Did I ask you? I don't care. I'm telling you. <laughs> You're geeky, and they make a giant Lego house. Giant do I have to, do I have Lego to house. Well, I, w- I would like to see a giant Lego house. Okay, well, I go downtown Disney to see giant Legos. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind. We don't care anymore. <laughs> uh, actually, I would like to add something to the mm-hmm. docket. Um, series 4 of Being Human, uh, the UK version, has... You mean the only version? 
Yes, the only yes, thing. Yes, thank you. Yes, You're yes. No, no, no. I watched an episode and a half of the U.S. version and I wanted to vomit. Yeah. Uh, I really like this <laughs> new series. They've killed off all the main characters. <gasps> except for except for one. What? And it's bad. You telling me there is no Toby? There's no Toby. <gasps> Toby. But, Russell. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Um, That's fucking you, you guys shameful. Watch, you guys watch Being Human, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. What uh, they did... To, to that poor girl <gasps> all she did was want to have a baby with George is so ruthless but it was good uh, <laughs> interesting I didn't know they were getting rid of like all the main yeah, guys yeah because wow. um, Mitchell died there's, at the... and there's a new group of like ghost vampire werewolf yeah yeah I mean Annie's still there <laughs> oh my cool, but, like um, the new cast has been great and it just goes to show you that they write good stories regardless yeah. of like fan. Well, they're trying to do the Doctor Who thing where they can replace the parts, but the story keeps going. I mean, that's mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of and like the storyline. Uh, the story arc for this year has been really good. The season well, series. I have only still seen... naked. I'm sorry. Is the werewolf still naked? And is it worth it? Uh, yeah. Like if you like the dumb, young, and full of cum sort of guys, yeah. Oh, I'm in. Who doesn't? <laughs> Russell Toby cannot be replaced, in my opinion. Though. Well, girl, he gone. Who? <laughs> oh, okay, well, Girl, he's gone. <laughs> also, there's a Doctor Who. Um, yeah, I don't remember her name. Do you remember her name? I, I don't remember. All the I new know, companion was announced. All I know is I think I'm thinking about starting to cry now. Oh. So by the time that they rip our hearts out yeah. and kick them down the field, I'll be good. Well, they did announce the production schedule, so we know when they're leaving. Amy and Rory, for those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. are the current companions. They are leaving. We don't know how, but we know well, we know they will be. It's going to be heartbreaking, yeah. right? Like he, he said, their departure will be heartbreaking. Let me get there! Yeah, yeah it's going to be... We're going to have to have a, a hug afterwards. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be right before the Christmas special, mm-hmm. and they're introducing the new companion in the Christmas special. So we got She's Jenna Louise Coleman. That's her name. Thank you. Jenna Louise Coleman. She looks... Somebody told me she looks like Wendy from uh, that... Uh, uh, that 70s show. Oh, I was thinking uh, the other show. <laughs> the other show that's about the old past uh, before that 70s show. What? Uh, she's like a Mad scientist. Mad Wonder Years? No, no, not Mad Men. <laughs> Wendy, she's like a mathematician now. From Wonder, from Wonder Years. From oh, Wonder right, Years. Right. Thank you. I could... Danica McKellar. Uh-huh. Yeah, sort of like that, but younger and more round in the face. She's so... very pretty. They yes. went a really, really bold direction this time with a young, attractive English woman. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who history. You didn't like Billy Aww. Piper with her teeth that you could kick several field goals in at Aww. once? <laughs> she had those fixed. Mm. And then she couldn't talk. She's like, I thought I <laughs> Well, she's used to that wind tunnel. The she's, Catherine she's broke tunnel. your heart with those damn teeth. She did. I mean. The Catherine Tate season was bold then. <clears throat> that was a, a, a change. You mean my favorite season? Well, that really was? Yeah. I, well, well. Uh, before the now, new, before yeah. the new stuff. Of she's she's my favorite companion. Anyway, if you want to go see pictures, there's uh, stuff Captain up on. Tate? Yes, Donna Noble was yeah. the best of the companions. Broke my because heart. He was no nonsense. Yeah, I yeah. saw every time I watched the end of time, and like all of like the end of Donna series. Yeah. Like I just uh, I get so emotional. I get so emotional because the writing's so bad. Compared to what it is now? Well, no. no I no, just no. get like, oh, Russell, why do you suck? But the emotion was ever-present. And yeah. that's the act. The emotion is there. He does. The- anyway, let's move on. Most people don't care about our Doctor Who Here's the Who big fetish. TV news. The only TV news that matters. Which is what? 
Avatar, Legend oh. of Korra. Oh, I was going to say, started. you found out it wasn't chlamydia? How <laughs> was that oh. TV news? <laughs> well, well, it concerns half the eastern seaboard. I Can't think it's news. Oh, there it goes. Um, I have not seen this. I know a couple of you have. Yeah. Uh, uh, John o, Joey, one of you guys saw it? Yep. Yeah. And our own, the question, did you see it at WonderCon? No. Oh, it was actually like online. Oh, they did have a preview there. No, yeah, it's online. It said if their Facebook and like Twitter or whatever page got like a thousand likes... Then they would release the first episode this weekend, like early, and they did. So mm-hmm. everyone's seen it this weekend online. Cool. Um, yeah, so what do you guys think, Geeks Out? Loved it. Love it. Fantastic. It's just so beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. I've never, I've never watched The Last Airbender, but I, wind, I didn't even know what I was watching. I just wound up watching it with a friend of mine, and I really liked it. Like, I'm interested now in The Last Airbender. What friend was this? None of your business. Girl, you know Ooh. your husband doesn't let you have more friends than me. <laughs> oh, the shade oh. of it all. Uh-oh. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, what did you guys think of the fact that Aang, The Last Airbender, and pretty much the entire cast, except for one character, is gone? I'm glad he's dead. They're, they're all dead? Yeah, this is like the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like There's later. one character okay. who was like well, a little it's, teenager. It's two. It's two generations uh-huh. later. Oh, two generations yeah. later. It's yeah. two generations later. Yeah. yeah. So, Which uh, I appreciate, actually, because I feel like uh, it'll allow them to tell better stories. Exactly. Which is, which is more exciting because like I I felt like it was a great ending to the Aang saga when, you know, and I'm happy for that to have, like, ended so that I can find out how it all went down without having to be like, and now Aang comes in and saves somebody's lives or whatever. Oh, so there's <laughs> like a uh, postscript kind of thing? Is that what they did? Yeah, kind of. They... Well, it sort of summarized the strengths of the original series that kept it so tight was that they had it completely plotted beginning to end before they even started. They knew mm-hmm. they had it was a three book thing and that it was going to be exactly what it was. And I really hope they're doing the same thing with Legend of Korra. I'm sure the temptation since Last Airbender was so popular would be to leave it open ended. But I really hope that they're taking as much care with making sure that the story is paramount to its success, you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. No, yeah, and but I really like the character. She starts out as a child. She's already mastered three. Because the Avatar, for those you don't know, uh, well, they're in a world with like where they can bend the four different elements, which is earth, air, water, and fire. And, the, and usually you can only do one, but the Avatar can do all four. Okay. And they have to learn all, master all of them to become like the Avatar. And, uh, and, and bring, when she's a, balance to the world. Yeah, yeah. And when she's a child, she can already do fire, um, water, and earth. So and, she's the new avatar. Yeah, right? and she's like extremely she's like fierce. cocky. She's yeah, she has fears. <laughs> she's all over the place. And uh, and she, and so when the series starts, she needs to master air. It's the last one, but she's no good at it. Okay. So, but it's she's a really funny character. She has a polar bear dog. <gasps> it's her like I pet. Loved she it. rides no, it around. Oh, oh gold yeah. compass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I just love that it's a female hero. Which you know, yeah. yes. they do that. That's fantastic. Uh, the the world building has been great. I feel like we got the logical progression of how their world would work. Kind of like Final Fantasies as they got you know further up, the, the world went more into more like the industrial age uh-huh. and all that, and they're doing that here. Um, they're, um, I like the different sects. There are people who are totally against bending because the benders of this world, now that they've like consolidated their power, uh-huh. have and taken the villain, advantage of the it. the villain. 
Oh yeah, villain's like an anti bender mm-hmm. sort of. With that oh. mask, it's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's, it's really great. It's kind of like an oni mask. And I love how the sort of technology of the world has advanced. Like they're in cars and yeah, stuff. Yeah. The fashion, like the clothes they wear, yeah. a little updated. It's, cool. It's very like San Francisco circa 1940s. Yes. You know, but before the Japanese internment. <laughs> That's probably safe then. Yeah. Well, I need to go back. The art quality, the art quality is just that much more sophisticated too. Because the original series, the animation was beautiful, beautiful, but it was more childlike. It was a little bit more juvenile. Yeah. Right. This the style of this new show, befitting the older characters and probably the older audience, it'll attract is a more sophisticated sort of adult animation. Exactly. I, mean, I like that I feel like what they've done is they've looked at who their audiences and been like, oh, you guys have probably grown up. You know what I mean? Like, they oh, didn't make yeah. this series for right. for people who, for, for the people who I mean, would have been fans at the start of the first Yeah. Well, so the Avatar. kids they made it are a lot more smarter. have grown up with Avatar. Yeah, I could see they're they're going for the original audience, and that's kind of like the Harry Potters, so they got more advanced yeah, and mature. Matured a little Comics bit. have done the same thing. They just keep Getting more mature, I don't know. Um, but I have not seen the movie. Is that going to hurt my enjoyment? No. <laughs> oh my gosh! Please pretend I, I like that has question. never happened. Okay. Do not watch that I movie. See it. No, you. I want to see nothing no. about the airbender. I've never seen. You, you do not you want to see your this enjoyment movie. in the sense that, like, what? if you see the movie, you'll appreciate how much better everything else is. No. Well, that's what people said that I would enjoy it since I know nothing about it. But then when I actually no. see it. It just I as far as your do a drinking game, watch the movie, and like pour yourself a shot every time you think to yourself, "Shouldn't this be an Asian kid?" Oh. <laughs> that's a great oh. idea. And with that, let's move on. on. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> we got some gay news. A little bit of gay news. Not too much gay news. Well, uh, uh, well, the biggest news of all. You got domestic oh, registered. Yeah. We talked about that. Hey, Brian. That's all. That's, I'm, I'm registered. I have a tattoo. We're good. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, Eric's like, whatever. I'm so, married. Yeah, I'm yeah. married. Eric still trumps me with his marriage. So what? Uh, One million homophobic moms target Archie Comics and. Yes. Scandalously, Toys R Us. Yes, and score Toys R Us. What happened? Uh, Archie released. There was a futuristic comic, uh, an Archie comic that came out that Kevin Keller got married to a man, and it was in Toys R Us to sell. Oh, okay. And these mothers were outraged, and they did this big protest. All six of them. <laughs> yeah, no. One million. In One quotes. million is like yeah, about six. Yeah. But they're doing this big outrage, and I'm sorry. What? 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 Popping you're fine. in my ear. It's so take off your damn earphones. I need to hear the guests. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I I see these big companies because Toys R Us did not pull this comic book. Um, now I'm doing it purposely. <laughs> as well as JCPenney's turned around yes. with uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Those commercials are really so funny, but I damn we funny. We are supporting these companies. That we're going ahead and we're moving forward with this and we're helping them. I uh, I think every gay man should go out to JCPenney's and buy something today. Do they sell jock straps? Do you know? Probably. Does anybody know? Yes. Uh, what time it is? <laughs> no, I, I really love... I'm sorry, I was terrible. And probably like two people got it right. Um, what, uh, what... Do they sell like really modern... Yeah, as far I don't know. I, I want to go. I want to so see. They're what trying they sell to attract Penny's, like, the gay and lesbian community. What's okay. a department store anymore? I, you know, I'm I, embarrassed. I but see, that's that. the thing. That's the problem. They stuck up for us, and now we're like, 
yeah. turning our backs. Well, yes. oh, okay, here's the thing. I'd walk through department stores on my way to other things. Like, Macy's is still really good, depending on what you try to get, because their boots are really nice, but sometimes they're very expensive, and sometimes they don't look nice at all. But they do have a Michael Kors <laughs> collection. Now, having Breathe. said this about J.C. Penny, sometimes you walk through, and if you just need, like, a polo or some corduroy, right. then they're, like, it's good. But you don't buy, like, shoes there, J.C. Penny. No. Girl. See, that's the problem. Why we? Why do they stick up for us and then we don't do anything? Well, not even to go in there. I'm, we need well, to know. I'm not like I'm not to judge. I didn't go in there. We need to. I have a, never been in there. Take a field trip to J.C. Penney's and buy some stuff. Support Ellen. And Basil from the And Toys R Us. Go buy some toys. Oh, hell's well, yeah. Toys R Us. Oh, those are overpriced. You know, I went. They always Legos. have lovely piano players at the holidays. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Good point. I bet it's nicer in New York City too than uh, our uh, crappy. There are no JC Penney's in New York. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's disgusting. Oh really? Oh, that's yeah. Like, the thing is, is that like New York, if it's it, there are certain stores that are better, but like we have the worst Target in the world. <gasps> really? <gasps> Scandalous. Yeah. If you Google like worst Target in the world, you'll find a YouTube video that just showcases like all the empty shelves and angry staff. Oh wow! <laughs> that sounds oh. like Walmart. <laughs> the anti-Target. Well. We are shamed uh, for you then, but we have it's it's not great. The Fashion Square one is not great. I don't okay. even know actually if it's still open there. I get the shakes mm. because I remember growing up and going to the JC Penny outlet. <gasps> the outlet. Oh, oh my god. Oh girl. Oh honey, I'm sorry. <laughs> and through like the two hour wandering around on those cement floor Christmas shopping long paths. You got like a sleeve of popcorn that was three feet long and a diet Pepsi that was like a <gasps> gallon. And I dad remember. kept you walking for two and a half hours. That's why I don't shop at JCPenney anymore. <laughs> I, I think I did the same thing as a kid. Now you've just unlocked that memory. See? thousand oh. dollars worth of therapy in this oh podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the benefits just keep on coming. Well, on that note, let's talk about some gaming because uh, Erica Fallout 3, finally discovered that I had to be a little girl being born out of somebody's uterus that I had spent 19 hours and 19 years of my life. That. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm impressed mm-hmm. by your diction, my friend. Sorry. No, it's good. Um, <laughs> so again, there's no video. That's not fair when there's no video. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Damn you, Skype. Next time we use Google Hangouts. So. You just played this game. It's been out for what three years? I know somebody years? just lent it to me for the first and time. And you don't like Wait being a born? No, no. Uh, oh, Fallout, no, Fallout, 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 Fallout. It was no. just that whole beginning was just so long for me, and now I'm finally out in the the world. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't have an objective, and I'm just wandering around aimlessly. It's sandbox, though. It, Wait a minute, are, did you play New Vegas? I've never played anything. Yeah. of Fallout. This is the first mm. one I've ever. See, picked people up. who um who love Skyrim, of which many of our listening audience there are, they will probably want to stab you because it's the same makers, mm-hmm. and it's a very similar game in a certain sense that both are sandbox world, you know, huge area to run around. But and I guess I like more adventures. simplicity of somebody say, okay, this is my you objective. Want this Uncharted. Is where I go. You like yeah. Uncharted? Yeah, I loved Uncharted. Hand Holding a uh, story, give me more right. carrot to the next story exactly. point. Exactly, that's All what that I like. Stuff. Not like, yeah. gotta find it. Here's the world, huh? <laughs> See, I like the world. I like the world. I'm I like with the... Eric. I don't like games like that. I was either. scared in the world. I was this redheaded little girl. <laughs> Fallout Three is really amazing though because it's, it's got beautiful. A great, beautiful. beautiful. They've got the old timey like kind of '30s era music. Uh, maybe 40s or 50s. Um, it's got like that kind of Art Deco, and it's set in DC again. Love DC, of course. That's what it is. Oh yeah, you're outside of DC, and it's that whole uh, wasteland now. Uh, with like, you can go to the metro stops, and they got the monuments. And... From what I've heard, that's DC present. <gasps> not DC Girl, future. listen. Oh. 
I took the Metro last Sunday, actually, and I had a great time. I remember (laughs) being on a train, going up to New York, and seeing DC, I'm like, ooh, and I thought Detroit was bad. Let me bring up this window. <laughs> Let me just take this moment to say hello to my friends in D.C., of which we now have a strong bear contingency. Hi, oh, yeah. Hi. Nice going, Laurel. <laughs> Jared and I interviewed the promoter of the D.C. Bear crew, Charger Stone. Very charming. Young who man. I got to meet in person last Sunday. Excellent. Went to his happy hour. Met well, him. Oh, what? The rest of that later? I have pictures. No, we... Uh, <laughs> I met him and his partner. They were both lovely, and I, I hung out with... better. Right? There's another one. <laughs> this was the kind of quiet Sunday happy hour. Nothing exciting happened, but um, it was really nice. They love Flame On. They love, uh, you know, having this connection now, so they are happy, and we are happy. So, And awesome. the Microsode, for those of you out there who want to know more about what a bear is... It's our... Ursine Taxonomy episode. <laughs> I love it. And with some hot album art from Jared, of course, the Gamer Bear. Oh, yeah. It's Bears 101. It's up there. And we will be doing more 101 episodes or microsodes, as the Nerdy Show Boys like to call them, uh, of different gay and geeky topics. So if you have one, please let us know. And yeah. you might just get to select it. Our next upcoming one is Game, of, Game Thrones. of Thrones. For those who want to learn a little bit more about that and get excited yeah. for season two because that starts next sunday well it's uh april 1st right yes yeah so um let us go on to fall uh, we talk about fall who cares i love fall okay. old republic oh god are you still again. playing it question no <gasps> did you cancel i did oh, it was the gay guild died. No. well he wasn't even in the gay guild oh, he wasn't. i don't think you ever got in did no, you no so i <laughs> i am still playing it in fact, I am super excited because they're doing a legacy edition and they're going to have. <laughs> they're going to have the ability to have your family in the game. So each character oh, you good. start. Oh, good. when I want to play a video game with my mother. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, the if you characters. make multiple different characters, you can put them in a family tree yep. or like, oh, this is this guy's father. You know, like the Skywalker legacy, mm-hmm. like Luke and Leia and Vader were all like connected. And you unlock special powers that way and you get to use Which different I classes. Was hey, they talk to they, us like we care. They had, they had legacy. <laughs> Abilities. This was something I had a big hang up on, but I heard why they did it, and it makes sense now. Is that if you're like a bounty hunter, you could do a force choke now. Yeah. And if your, through your father system. was a force. Yeah, uh, it whatever. makes sense because at first I was like, "That's stupid. It's ruining the game." But it's like you know, if your father was a, like a dark, you know, Sith Lord, then, then you maybe, should have. Maybe you would have. You'd be force sensitive. Right. You just weren't trained in the force. You became a bounty hunter, so, so you could do the force choke. So but what I want to know, I, and they said they're going to try to limit it so it's not like useless. Yeah, it's like a toy. Nerf something. They're. I want to know if they're going to do partners. Because one of my characters is the ex-partner of the other. So I want to see if they have a way for me to have my boyfriend-ex-boyfriend relationship. I heard there's going to be a gay patch. I would... Like that update. would be awesome because they don't oh, have there's that. another registry. <laughs> there, there's no this, gay this content. This is a quick fix. This is not like um, a, are there? Are geeks out? Are you guys playing this? Star Wars: The Old Republic, the new MMO. No, I, if I'm spending that much time on my computer. I'm going to get off. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. You know, you can do both simultaneously. I, I double monitors. Oh, oh. If I have my laptop open and... You're masturbating while playing Old Republic. A lot of That's the Old nice. Republic stuff is... Well, not a lot. But some of it's grindy. You just sit there and run around. So, you know. So he, he's on Grinder while grinding. On exactly. Grinder while grinding. Gotcha. I love it. Oh. But yeah, uh, there, I just got to. Th- th- you have a whole storyline, and I got to level forty-seven, and it ends at fifty. And I, I was just so you bored. Didn't finish your story. The story oh. was really interesting, but to get to each story point, you had to grind through those levels, <clears throat> and I just, it was so boring. See, did you play a lot with other people, or was it just you? I did. 
You did have you Yeah did? And I just, just um, I don't know So I have a question uh-huh. Brian What happened to the gay guild Was somebody chatting uh, With somebody And they thought They had whispered But they didn't whisper So the whole guild in, And they were like Oh bitch And they were like No you didn't It is so sad That there is nothing Really exciting to report Other than the fact That everybody just Left the game In general I think and then Mass they therefore exodus. left the guild. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of my friends have been dropping the game, which is so sad because I'm, I'm already kind of playing by myself a lot. Again. Uh, again. <laughs> uh, while I'm playing by myself. But no, it's it's the, uh, what was it called? Republican, Republic Centurions. Like every time I go on, there's like one person. So I basically just bailed. I'm like, screw this noise. And there's a role-playing gay guild now called Horizon's Edge that I'm applying Oh, to. that just sounds like a club. Mm. <laughs> well, that it's just sounds like cheating. Four. That's <laughs> 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 <It's> four. <laughs> wow. Um, it's in-game. You know, actually, my guild's name that was on my other server it was uh, called Remarkable Circumference. I like. Is that a gay guild? No. Well, it should have been. <laughs> and on that note... All right, let's uh, move on. <laughs> so... As we said, the question went to uh, WonderCon. Wonder, or as we call Vandacon. it, WandaCon. <laughs> Wonder Woman. So how was it? It was great. It was a lot of fun. It was actually the first con I've gone to where I wasn't going as press. Um, so I, I, it was a lot more relaxing. I wasn't like meeting up with people for interviews and like stressed about. MegaCon you know. was like that too, though, right? No, I did interviews at MegaCon. You did? Oh. Yeah. So, but it was, it's uh, I got to go as a fan. So the first day I went around and like talked to every all the artists and writers and stuff and all. This, and then the second day I just sat in the screening room for all the big like Hollywood movies. Um, and there's only two I really want really want to talk about, and that's Battleship with because, Rihanna. With Rihanna. Oh, Rihanna. oh. Let me start by saying they showed a few clips, and in one scene Rihanna gets punched by an alien and oh na na oh! <laughs> oh. yeah so I was like well, me and my friend today. were like oh my god did that just really happen like wow I mean for one, on one thing one side did the alien later win a Grammy <laughs> oh. oh man oh man damn I know no, I mean one side you want her to be able to do different roles and be in an action movie where yeah. people get hurt you know, but in second, it's a little tasteless. Yeah, you know, still in everyone's memory. She's memories. just good at it. That's all. Oh, too soon. Oh. Oh. Hey, uh, she likes it rough. All right, I've heard the song. Uh-huh. Obviously, uh-huh. Okay, no, I know. Okay, so, just how desperate was Liam Neeson to do this? God Almighty! No, so well, now, a lot of actors the, do things for a paycheck. Yeah, is this the game? Like supposedly, right? It's the game battleship. Yeah, battleship. yeah, yeah. But it doesn't yeah. look. Anything. They don't say any. Well, do they I'll say tell you what. Battleship? Here's why I'm talking about it because the director was there and he talked about the concept behind it. It was actually pretty cool and intelligent. But the scenes they showed and from what we can see from the trailers, the movie is going to be utter like drivel. Like, uh. Terrible. It's, just gonna be it's an the action. same guy as uh, it's Taylor Kitsch again. The same guy as John yep. Carter. Yep. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's in there. Yeah, uh-huh. and so is Alexander Skarsgård. Who's oh, in True Blood. Yeah, oh, I like him. Oh, yeah. We love our Eric. Even oh. alive. Anyways, but so here's here's the concept: is that there's a thing called Goldilocks planets. Have you yeah. ever heard of this? They're yeah. just the right spot yeah. to support life. Not right. too hot, not too cold. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our scientists have been beaming out focused signals to these Goldilocks planets. At, so if they make it, they would say, like, "Hey, we're here on Earth." You know. Looking for group. And Stephen, hey. Stephen, Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Hawking says that is a terrible idea. Yeah. Like that because if there's someone out there sophisticated enough to come visit us, they're probably not going to come just to say hello. Yeah. They're probably yeah. going to like take us over, like harvest us for resources. And that's and true. On. I think they actually had it, this in real life. No, like yeah. Hawking and, said this is um, what I yeah, like, no, what no, did, no. when we discovered America, it'd be the same thing that happened to the Indians. Yeah. 
Like they're putting smoke signals up, and then we came and yeah, and, and murdered them and took everything. Gave them blankets. Grandmother yeah. Willow tried to warn us, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So I thought that was like a really cool concept, right? But it it turns into this whole. Yeah, that's the like first two seconds of the movie. The rest is just right. action porn right. by Michael now, Bay's produced. produced I have a no, question. right? Why are we filing alien fighting alien life forms on sea? That we call. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think they're stuck in like this bubble. It yeah, looks like the, for some reason. Yeah, the aliens put up this protective bubble, and it, where radar doesn't work, so they have to shoot each other blindly, like in Battleship. Oh, <laughs> oh I uh, yeah. I see. So let's move on because that's more than enough time that well, Prometheus yeah. deserves. Oh, if you want, if you want, know that if one. you want a good movie starring uh, alien, oh. this is the. Yeah. Prometheus. Yeah. Things have small beginnings. Oh, it looks wow. so damn awesome. I'll tell you what. I went there. It was Ridley Scott, Sir Ridley Scott, Charlie Theron, and then out came unscheduled, total surprise visit, Michael Fassbender. Woo! I was like, Magneto! <laughs> did he take off his pants? Yes. Um, like he did in that movie, Shame. Full frontal. Yeah, no, I saw About it. sex addiction. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyways. Did but yeah, they you wrapped around Michael Fassbender like I always am in my head? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was super cool. And they were talking about the movie. And they showed the new trailer. Yeah. Um, which awesome. It's actually hard to glean what this movie's actually about. But sort of the ambiance and the tone that they create with that. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Trailer. And uh, I don't know how to say her name. Numi Rapace? Yeah. Nomi Rapake. Rapace. Whatever. Whatever. She, the girl who played uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo in the Swedish version, yeah. and also the gypsy in Sherlock Holmes, too. <gasps> yeah. She is like sort of the, the new Ripley, like the um, Sigourney yeah. Weaver's role. Not which, Charlize Theron, which a lot of people originally thought she was the new. Yeah, but no. no. And she, she actually has like the. She's. She's learned. She's known English for three years, I think, and she. You wouldn't know. She's. She sounds she's great. That good. Yeah, cool. and she's these really intense scenes. Like, we can't have. I don't know if there's gonna be. I don't know if there's gonna be. Um. Uh. What? Aliens like in Prometheus this. is the way there was aliens. Prometheus. Yeah, well, Prometheus is the name of the ship. So. Well, they show those things attaching to the face, and they show and the something like trans- nothing on their faces. There's no face. There is a there is a face hugger looking thing in one of the ship uh, shots from the movie. I didn't see from the trailer. If you go back and yeah. watch it, they actually have an animated GIF of like going back and forth. It's a freaking face. Oh, hugger. is it a face hugger? Oh yeah. yeah. Now they also show somebody like transforming. Yeah, it's like it's either an armor or his skin is turning to like the xenomorphic sort yeah. of black like. 
armor. So I think it's going to echo the alien sort of stuff, mm-hmm. but it's not actually going to be aliens proper. Well, this is supposed to be that ship that they saw, right? In the very first uh, well, space jockey. The space jockey ship, it's the same space jockey culture, yeah. but it's not the same ship. Okay, no, I think okay. it is. Because it, it looks like it was why. in the sky. Oh. Yeah, because they show the ship, and then it, and then in the trailer, there's like an explosion. But it's the same it comes, type of ship. I don't right. think it's the same no, ship. No, and it comes back down, and you can see that it, it's the same busted ship they find yeah. in Alien. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's LV-421, isn't you it? It's the same yep. planet. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Oh, is it? You I go. did not know you it was go, the same girl. planet. <laughs> that is, well, then so, there you go. It's obviously. Are you guys excited for this? Yes. Yeah, I'm, yes. thrilled. Okay, I'm thrilled. I don't have a <laughs> future husband, Michael Fassbender, has to have a successful film career. Otherwise, he cannot keep me in the lifestyle to which I am accustomed. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the sad thing is the androids always get the shit end of the deal. Yeah. So, they always uh, turn into traitors. Or they're evil. Well, Lance Hammerson, he wasn't bad. Yeah. Oh, that's Was true. Naomi Just the first Watts? one. Yeah, Bishop got What about Naomi? Naomi? Is it? No, not Naomi Watts. Who was the, the android... Well, uh, the first one, or the, the one little one? little ha, uh, ha, uh, Frodo or Bilbo. <laughs> what? Bilbo Ian was the Holm. first. Ian in Holm, the original alien. Thank you. No, Ian okay. Holm. After that, uh, Lance Henriksen. And then the, after that, I don't know who's the after that. There was no writer. Oh yeah, right. Dude, we oh, don't wow. we don't consider that fourth movie. That's just oh, okay. forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy anyway, French directors. That's that's the movie I'm most excited for after Dark Knight Rises and Avengers, of course. Of course. And then also the last thing from WonderCon I want to mention is. Uh, Mark Wade announced what Marvel Infinite is. Yeah, and everyone was all speculation about something to Wait do with. Pronounce that again. Infinite. Infinite. Yeah. What I say? In- Infinite. You just Infinite. had the uh, accent on the wrong syllable. Oh my bad. Um, it's cool. It's like infinite. He's like a augment- cunning linguist. Or <laughs> so it's like an augmented reality thing, right? You can peel back the page and see what? like the the inks and no. the pencils. That's not no. what it is. No. Okay. See, there's a bunch of speculation like that to what it was, or maybe a new. I thought that's mo- actually the news story. What was it? Tell us what it, it is. It is a new way of telling digital comics. Because if you read a comic book on your iPad or on the computer, it it sort of ruins the experience. Okay. Because like um, on on a computer, you look at each panel differently than you would holding it on a page. Right. And the panels actually, Jeff Johns was talking about how he has to write a little differently, knowing it's going to be digital. Mm. Oh, and wow. he, he puts more f- emphasis on the picture than in the dialogue. Okay. Um. So, anyways, this is going to be Mark Wade's like comics that will never see print. It's purely digital. For and for and what you can do, for example, is you know sometimes you have something in the foreground and the background, and the background it's blurry. Right. Well, he would have a panel. And there's something in the foreground that's in focus, in the background that's blurry. And this person would talk. Then you'd push the next button. Then that person, the, the foreground would get blurry, and then the, what's in the back would come okay. into focus with a new speech bubble. So it's the same shot, right? But it's the conversation's moving forward. Do you see? Yeah, that's what you're like, and they're gonna use, and you know, like double splash pages don't work in digital. It right. looks crappy because you had to flip the uh, iPad or whatever. Yeah, and it doesn't have the same oomph as like right. holding this big spread in your hands. So uh, and they're gonna do things to like change. <laughs> Thank I you. knew, I knew it. I knew it. The second <laughs> I said it, uh, yeah. So, anyways, but I think that's really interesting. And, and if anyone who's listened to Mark Wade talk for the past like couple years, is it's digital, digital, digital. Well, he's is, doing is the way that, things are gonna go. and he's doing his own digital imprint. Yeah. And one of our local stores here, Coliseum. Oh, I'm seeing. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. I I didn't want to bring it up because that would just make me a cat a bit. Why? I know. I wanted to <laughs> because we we. I don't like to think of us as in competition, but we work for another You're in competition, honey. In competition. Okay, well, then y'all messed up. Mm. Coliseum in Orlando has decided, and this is according to their public statements, they are not going to sell Mark Wade comics because of Mark Wade's very pro-digital, anti-print stance. And did you hear what Mark He's Wade not- said? 
You yeah. could always get it at a comic shop. Mm-hmm. He did say that. He nice. did say mm-hmm. that. Al That's Store. Awesome. Al Store. Well, it turns out that the guy who owns these the coliseums are actually he's like, no, we're still selling Mark Wade. I just said that. <coughs> totally pussing out. Of course, he's going to take a stand. But then again, he's actually doing something that's very much uh, in line M- with Mark Wade, a comic shop's well, promo. Actually, uh, let's 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 <laughs> rein that in. Stirring shit as, as when a, as a when we say things, we stand by those things. When people ask us why we that's don't true. have back issues, we say we don't have back issues because they take up space and it's just easier to do trades and it gets people into books. Yep. We never went back on that. Right. He said flat out, "I don't want to carry something in my store that's going to hurt me." And brick and mortar stores. And Mark Wade said, I didn't say I was never doing, you know, I was doing away with print. I just want to do something else. Yeah. Comics can come in different mediums. We've never really just gone back and said that. That's true. And Aaron honored his manga deal, you know, bringing yeah. in the manga and all that stuff, too. But And we're getting people that, like, look for it. But now I take uh, Aaron's approach as far as the manga. Like, I take them and say, oh, try Wonder Woman. Try yeah. something, you know. Yeah. yeah. Buy American. That's what we're saying. Yeah, so, yeah. I think Mark Wade is a smart guy. I oh, really yeah. like him. He's, he's actually my favorite writer, I think. Um, and he uh, he's not like trying to burn down brick-and-mortar stores and like burn print, say no more print ever. But he's just very aware that now's the time to make the digital revolution for comic books. And it's, they're going to coexist. People still buy physical CDs even though that's digital. Yeah, right. I just bought the John Carter soundtrack on CD. I didn't yeah, and people it. read ebooks, and people, yep. the, but you you don't you're not worried that libraries are going to disappear. Well, some people are. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, some have been closing uh, down. Um, <laughs> and you know, big bookstores like Borders is gone. Right, true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it's going to happen regardless. So, so, so any other uh, exciting WonderCon related? Do you have stuff? any questions? I don't know. I always feel like I just pick a couple things and talk I, about it. But. I. I saw pictures online. It looks like there's a lot of good cosplay. That's always kind of cool. Yeah. They had a whole team of the ant- or the swapped gender cross- yeah. cross-play uh, cross play. Justice right. League. Or there's the the ma- male Wonder oh, Woman. Yeah. Oh, I love those. The Martian man or woman. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Martian woman hunter. Woman hunter. Woman yeah. hunter. Would she hunt women? Well, <laughs> how was Anaheim in general? Was it was nice. It was really nice. It was actually a cheerleading con- two cheerleading oh, conventions. And, like, what? And an old, like, Christian congregation thing. So there was all these little girls running around taking pictures with stormtroopers. And then these old, old women in, like, like, you know, nice clothes, like, looking horrified at, like, all these anime children. So it's like Orlando. Wonder Woman dresses a man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Anaheim sounds a lot like Orlando. Yeah, Yeah, it was great. And then I saw all of L.A. I went and uh, toured that. Oh, wow. And saw, uh, you know, the... Did um, you go to Paramount Studios? I didn't. We drove by, like, every studio thing and... So we went to Whimsic Alley, which is like Diagon Alley. Oh, and I heard it? they're actually going to bring Harry Potter Land over there. No, they cannot. Yeah. Yes, Those bitches. Right. That's Although, hard. I always did Disney. Calm down. The, calm the, the, in Anaheim, it's right, the convention was right next to Disneyland. Yeah. And it is nothing like no, it. Disneyland is. I went there when I was a kid, but I didn't remember. It, there's it's like so the park, small. a fence, and then like the road. It's, it's so uh-huh. small. It's so small, which helps me actually segue into the fact that I went to Universal Studios yesterday. Islands of Adventure. Huh? Did you go for Mardi Gras? No, my friend's working that event though. But uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Shout out to Brian. Um, <laughs> anyways, I went on the Spider-Man ride, and they redid the graphics. Oh, how was it on the ride? It was so cool. My friend who used to not even enjoy the ride said he liked it because it looked so much better. They got rid of the old cartoony one, uh, and everything looks a little more realistic. Uh, the best part was Hobgoblin's Goblin Glider, and like uh-huh. the way it like glows in the fire and the pumpkin bombs. Oh man, it looks oh, so uh, cool. Little, Doc little, Ock's wearing a trench coat now. Little, Electro has like sparks. So he's a flasher. Uh, <laughs> no, like from the movie. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Little known fact: I used to work there. Really? Oh. Yeah. 
and, so I know that, that now, John and Joey, have you guys been a, down here to see our fantastic uh, tourist sites? I haven't been uh, to Florida in a long time, unfortunately, sadly. What's it going to do? What, what are we going to do to get you down for gay days? That's what we got to know. <laughs> Put a hot tub in your studio. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. I actually have a hot tub shell in my backyard. Uh, um, yeah. I have a hot tub. <laughs> what, what, what about Anna? Like, I've been us over lured to over to many a house with the promise of a hot tub shell. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, speaking of gay days. Oh, wait. Also, one more thing. Oh, yeah, please. That the ride has Stanley in it, like... I saw him twice. Every fucking thing has Stanley. No, it's yeah. it's cool. It's 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 nice. <laughs> kind of have like the it. cute little Stanley cameo. No, Gay Days coming up now. I I had uh, Jared and I were hanging out. We had an epiphany Uh-oh. that we really need to be at Gay Days, and so uh, we're not ready to announce anything well, yet. Weren't we at Gay Days last? Well, we need to be at Gay Days as exhibitors. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Uh, have a proper booth. I do. You know what I want to do this year? I want to go to the Bear Pool. Well. It turns out that it's really cheap to be an exhibitor in the Bear Hall. And I assume the Bear Hall might be close to the Bear Pool. Though no Do one we know where me. it is yet? It's Do you the have... Double Tree. Oh, no, no. The, oh, the, way the that... sound of all of these things. Right? <laughs> so um, we are trying to raise money. There will be a donation drive very soon, we think, uh, announced and up on the site. So pay attention to that. Very much like our friends at Geeks Out. We will be actually, for this donation, actually letting you pick a future topic. Of either a show or microsode, Ooh. probably oh, microsode. Nice. Oh, yeah, we're taking a. Uh, yeah. This is what Nerdy Show's been doing for a while. It's actually worked very well for yeah. them. We're going to try to and, do that. And regardless of how it turns out for us, Oral will be servicing everyone who does a donation. Yes, <laughs> every Excuse the me. three people that are going to donate <laughs> <laughs> all at once. We'll put your picture up. Can well, we get you like a sad face, like? No, it won't feed be a face. Oral. It won't be a feed face. Oral. <laughs> feed oral. Feed oral. Feed me. <laughs> oh, please. I am not Suddenly oral. No, I am not the Milton Bradley board game. This Can we get at Sally Joe. Struthers and, uh, I don't know, some kind of... <laughs> this is, it's not cute. It's not lukewarm. And it's definitely not hot. I like the idea. We should go with feed this. Feed oral. Yes, feed oral. <laughs> feed oral. Face with your mouth open. Like Somebody better get this bitch a drink right now. I want to drink right now. Oh, Lord. Anyway, so look forward to uh, uh, you know donating your, your few extra dollars to help us get to gay days. Because it is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be there no matter what happens. You know what? I but. thought about it. Here's the caveat. If you donate and you're cute and you're at gay days, then maybe. <laughs> so now we got to get a hotel room for y'all? That's, that's very smart. You should make it incumbent on that person showing up because mm-hmm. that means that they are investing in getting you there so that they can go there so they can get Ooh. what they paid for. Yeah, well, <laughs> there are five of us, and oh, so at least oh, four, three of us are single. Are going to do so, like a Kickstarter or like a PayPal thing? I, we have a PayPal. Like a jar? It, with like a jar? Why do so many condoms in the jar? Are we unofficially endorsing prostitution? Here? Yes. Not at all. Not in the slightest. Uh, no, no. It's, it's a tip. If you will, oh, just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. It's just yeah. It's just, just the, the tip. tip. They're they're just spending for your time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll we'll have some more official stuff here shortly. But we are going to be there no matter what happens. We'll be there again in some capacity. So please, if you're coming to Gay Days, come look for us. Uh, real quick, and I want to dig into some comics. I got a couple more things that you can use to get a hold of us. Of course, you all know we have emails. We have Eric at flameonshow.com. Jared at flameonshow.com. The question. The question at flameonshow.com. Oral at flameonshow.com and Brian at flameonshow.com. I want you to know that oral at flameonshow.com is not 
prostitution. It's not an <laughs> service at all. It's Are you getting people a prostitute? No. Craigslist posting. Take down anal at flat. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that will be forwarded to Oral's account. <laughs> nice. Will those Christian ladies be and, upset? Oh, <laughs> maybe they could protest us. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. You also can call us now. We have a voicemail slash text uh, account. Three four seven geek gay is the thing I registered. Why three four seven? Because that's the only place I could get geek gay. And I tried every other permutation and whatever. So three four seven, whatever that is, geek gay. Call us, text us, voicemail. We want to play more voicemails in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Or if you have questions, you can send them to questions Absolutely. at flameonshow.com. Yep, yep. Or just to me, the question. And to make matters even more confusing, we have a form spring. <laughs> <laughs> form spring? What's that? What's a form spring? You know, I had heard people have this, and I just kind of got excited one day. I'm like, oh, I'm going to set one up. And I think it goes to our Twitter somehow. I don't know. It's <laughs> So formspring.me slash flameonshow. Real easy. Just ask questions there. You can be anonymous. That's the big thing with this. You can be anonymous. Um, and not only do we have a form spring, but we do have a Twitter account. Flame on podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Confusing to no one. Wow, we have so But it's very active. Much. I actually yeah. added it. I don't know if you saw. I uh, uh, Comic book geeks messaged yeah. us, and they, they want to they wanna come on at some point. Um, and so, yeah, we have a great Twitter. Uh, Oral handles that for us. And our forums. <laughs> we can't forget our forums. So much love has been shown on the forums. Excuse me. Did you just doubt that I tweet? Because I'll have you know, after we left the Unitarians today, P.S. We shake it with Unitarians still. He said Unitarian. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was driving down the road coming. Driving? You were texting in driving world? Well, no. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. Mm. I wasn't texting. I was tweeting. And oh, Jesus. I said that today was a P.S.A. sort of afternoon. A Pointer Sisters afternoon. I was just rocking out to them as oh I was driving God. down the street. So if you want to know Oral's oh. comings and goings. Yeah, it's all about Oral. <laughs> it's all about Oral. <laughs> it should be Oral Twitter.com. <laughs> <laughs> right? What did you say? Say it again. Oh, I just said, how long have you been working on that? <laughs> <laughs> it, it came to me like a vision. Mm-hmm, sure did. Mm-hmm. So uh, one more thing, forms. Our, our, uh, our slash fic is still growing. By small oh, little God. dribs and drabs. So I think maybe in the next episode or two, we're going to actually have... Yeah, once we uh, get a full load, we'll... We need a full load for this. <laughs> we'll have Jared shoot it off on the show I for you. I need to know what happened to uh, Kilowog gangbanging uh, the question. I think Eric may have been involved. Oh, no, it was me and Kilowog. Was it you and Kilowog? Yes. And then their bear army had finally showed up, which was nice. I, I, you know, Orals, I think, around doing something with a cock ring. Mogo's cock ring. I mean... It's a crazy uh, a planet. <laughs> it's a crazy, crazy day. Uh, it's That's an awesome about as big story. as a planet for you. Five words at a time. If you want to contribute, go to flameonshow.com and there's a link to the forums and just go in and add to the hilarity. So. And now, mm-hmm. da 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 da. Comics. So we are going to make this as concise as we can this week. We are going to be picking only those books that we really, really, really care about in a good way. Unless we want to be dishy, which I don't think we usually do. So, And we want to start with Geeks Out, guys, because you guys uh, are definitely into comics, and we've talked ad nauseum of what our favorites are. So before we get going on our crap, what, what are some of your favorite books right now out there? Wonder Woman is continues Woo! to be amazing. <laughs> I love her. Damn straight. So you like the uh, sort of the the DC New Universe? Uh, what's his name? Who's writing it? Brian, um, Brian Azzarello. Azzarello, and then they have different artists. What about it? Do you like though? I just think like uh, so. Last night, or I guess two nights ago, I watched the Wonder Woman pilot on TV. The the one like the 2010 one. Yeah. yeah. Um, which 
awful. Um, <laughs> but like one of the things that, that that's really great about this run of Wonder Woman is like her adversaries are gods. And that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like you have her as stateswomanly punching gods in the face. Right. <laughs> you know, like like being a badass and it's and like Whereas you can put that, uh, Superman up against like a techno-powered villain, I like Wonder Woman when she's like Old Testament justice, uh, <laughs> fighting against like powers that are affecting the entire human race, kind of thing. Like, and that this has it. It has that action. It has her character well written, and like just just good. Yeah, I just love it. I, except for Poseidon, I expect to be a little bit hotter. No, no, no. I like Poseidon. The, the old fish cool, god. Oh, my God. It's half fish, half frog. And I was Hades, like, ew. Hades was a kid who, with the candles the on candles his head. candles on his face. Oh, yeah. and, Who's that guy, yeah. that Beauty and the Beast character? Uh, who? Hmm? The candle? No oh, idea. Lumiere. Lumiere. Oh, Lumiere. <laughs> I was thinking of the old school TV show. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disney. I'm old. So, um, so that's uh, what else? What other books do you guys love up there now? I'm also getting into Animal Man. I feel like oh. like that is it. It's it's a little bit sometimes it's hard to read in public because like <laughs> the page splash is so violent and gory. I'm like someone's gonna arrest me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you read that or Voodoo. The content or... of it is so good, and I love what they're doing with his daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, the daughter. Yeah, they're Creepy setting her up out. as the new uh, someday future animal person. But uh, it's yeah. like uh, that book is bad to read in public. Voodoo, I don't read it anymore, but the first issue, I was like fl- flipping the pages, kind of like keeping it close because it's all tits and ass. Catwoman. And Catwoman, which I love, by the way. I love Catwoman. But yeah, same thing. It's like, oh, God, lots of cleavage. Um, what about non-DC? Do you guys have any favorite like Marvel or indie books? You yeah, guys I read Marvel uh, almost uh, exclusively, um, and I'm actually really excited, more than I had been uh, or expected to be, uh, for the return of Alex and Lauren at X Factor. Oh, right? Finally. Yeah. I, like, I like the mutant books, and I've always been... I love a B-team. I love a solid B-team. <laughs> <laughs> firm round. Defenders, give me Alpha Flight, or like Batman and the Outsiders. You know, give me a B-team. I don't need the sort of tentpole continuity. I want more characterization, and I want sort of misfits... In my superheroes, and so Alex and crazy ass greenhead Lorna, <laughs> long standing favorites, and I'm excited to see them go back to X Factor. I think Peter David is doing really, really cool, thoughtful writing. Um, I love Richter Shatterstar, the more the merrier. Um, mm-hmm. And and I like that. I'm, I'm just always a big fan of uh, Polaris and Havoc, and so I'm glad to see them back together again, back you know, in the fold as it were. But well, back on of, Earth. Yeah. What Matrox's team is going to make of them? You know, I have never had any love for my sister. She tried to throw me under the bus, that hussy. <laughs> uh, so, so Oral uh, fancies himself the, uh, the Scarlet, Scarlet bitch. bitch, and Eric fashions himself to be uh, the Phoenix. Or, or are you Phoenix, or are you more Jean? You're Jean Grey. I'm Jean Grey. Yeah. So, who's our hope? There is. We no need hope. a hope. There is there no is hope. No. <laughs> <laughs> well. Before we get into the real dirt of stuff, because I think we're going to be dishing about some of that stuff, I did want to mention uh, we lost two really huge influential artists uh, in the last month. Uh, Ralph McQuarrie, uh, famous for his uh, Star Wars uh, influence, you know, being like the lead designer of all the visual <laughs> Star Wars, and uh, Jean Girard Mobius. Girard. Uh And uh, I thought, Jared, you might share, I don't know, a little thought on... Uh, Oh, what you thought about their work? Um, 
Oh no, I just I remember um, I was I was at work and you know I was going through the the news feed and one of my friends from Spain had posted something about uh, Mobius and you know, I couldn't read Spanish but I could definitely tell by the comments that you know something bad so you know I po- punched up Mobius and Mobius dead. Oh, the strip does not. Wow. It keeps doesn't keep going. Yeah. It ends. Yeah. Shame on you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, just uh, I. I wasn't terribly uh, familiar with his work up until recently, but you know, I, whenever I, I was told somebody to draw something that was Mobius style, just draw something, and then maybe like a few inches beneath the drawing, just put like a little uh, shadow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I remember seeing. Um, well, it, it, a lot of stuff he did. Two thousand AD, I believe, was one of the early, uh, you know, the British comic mm-hmm. he did stuff for, and there, it, he was a French French uh, artist, right? Yes. Um, was the movie they did in like the eighties or seventies the animated movie? Oh, are you thinking of um, Gondahar? No, not Gondahar. It was something similar though. Do you guys uh, geeks out? Do you remember that film? It was like an animated sci-fi kind of just mess of stuff. And I think Mobius was influential in that. Heavy as well. metal. Yeah. Yeah, heavy metal. I believe heavy metal. Uh, Mobius, uh, his style or some of his work uh, fed into that as well. So, uh, you know, for American comics uh, fans, he didn't do a whole lot. I don't believe so. He did that series, the yeah. the Silver Surfer one. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's right. The Silver Surfer, which that was uh, amazing too. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, very, very, a lot of artists would cite him as a huge influence. Mm-hmm. And there's a great picture. One of our uh, friends. Uh, Dale uh, Lazaroff actually posted a great picture of like this angel, blue angel with a, like his butt, like a naked angel, uh-huh. and then some sci-fi mm-hmm. landscape. Uh-huh. It's kind of cute. Okay. Yeah, we posted RIPs to both Macquarie and uh, Mobius on our site geeksout.org, and um, I made mention at the end of one of them that John Howe and Alan Lee better fucking watch both look both ways before they cross the. <gasps> Oh, you see, know, one, uh, two, wait for number three. Alan Lee's never going to leave his house because, you know, he's a he's a hermit. Uh, so. Yeah, that'll keep him alive for a <laughs> yeah. lot longer. But you're see? right. There's like that whole generation of just those very influential older artists that are starting to Yeah, go. Miyazaki better double his bodyguard. <gasps> oh. <laughs> how, how, not how, what's, a, what's his name? What's his first name? Are you thinking of John Howe? No, no, no. John Howe. No, no, no. Matt Miyazaki's, uh, I can never Hi. say, what is it? Hi-ya. H-A-Y-A-O. That's it. Uh, yeah, he's... Uh, I haven't seen... Have you guys seen The Borrowers of Already? No. Because it mm-hmm. opened down here, but we haven't... No, None of us have seen it. No, I wanted to. It looks cool. Oh, I'm so excited, but not excited enough to go to the theater. <laughs> it's only in like two theaters. Anyway, let us get on to the main event of comics. Uh, you've already talked about some great uh, major studio books. I know we always like to start with our indie books uh, because, you know, the indie books need love. I want to mention uh, Profit. Because we talked about it before and how screwed up and crazy it is, but profit—I don't know if it's in- hasn't made one. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's good though. It's so good. But I it- actually I saw a picture of the old profit. It looks nothing. Oh like my it. god! I was like, this is the same it's, book. Well, <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to wrap my head around. And so supposedly, well, I don't know. Like they said, that it had no connection. But at the end of the last issue, they actually make it seem like that he's just one of many John Profits throughout the universe. And he wakes up all the other ones. So I'm wondering if their connection is this happens on some world that's maybe it's not Earth, and then they're they're saying that this other John Prophet is is our John. Prophet. I don't know, but it's really cool, and the story is just crazy. You know, if you like Miyazaki, it's like you know uh, what's his uh, 
Nausicaa. It's very like post-apocalyptic bug influence craziness. According to Aaron, if you like poo thrown at you. Yeah, there's some poo. <laughs> Who we <talk>? doesn't? <laughs> We talked yeah. about that. Remember, it's the whole human yeah. centipede uh, <laughs> oh, oh, alien oh, oh. convoy. Please, um, please. No. So, know, uh, human centipede three is going to have like three hundred people long. Human centipede. Wow. That's moving that's on. Disgusting. So, uh, who put uh, super crooks? I think that was Eric. Yeah. Right? I saw, uh, did anybody read super? Crooks? I did not. I, were, it was very was good. It was. Uh, it's just all the villains just realize attacking America. Like, why do you keep attacking these places in America when we have all the superheroes? Right. Let's go overseas where there are none. So I like that. And there's one rebel one we don't know too much about yet, but like this uh, superhero that kind of like does bad things but gets away with everything here. Oh, yeah. So it looks like he's going to be the influence in Europe. This is by Mark Miller. Yep. Is it and super hyper crazy violent? Lo- lo- is this uh, out artist, yet? The guy who did Luen... Secret Invasion. Oh, Finch. No. No? Luen, oh, uh, you. Lou, you. Lineal you. Yeah, the first one came out. Oh, I missed this. I, I really, did I Because we this? sold out. Uh, yeah, Aaron said, Eric, push it, push it. So we had 100 copies, and well, gone. Yeah. I see. So, uh, and then we have a waste of time. What's that? I don't know. That is, I was, oh, is that this? <laughs> hey. I guess you got nothing going better on your Sunday afternoons. And... He could be getting drunk, no. Yeah. He is. Well, he's, he's drinking. We There's a beer right now. <laughs> Everybody is. <laughs> you know, that whole Bloody Mary did nothing. I have no buzz at I could go get you something. Would I got to draw. I got to. Uh, oh. yeah. Anyway. Oris wanted to get himself. I really am excited about this. Uh, the cover alone is pretty interesting. So. Yes. It's called Waste of Time by Rick Worley. Uh, I was at the Prism booth at WonderCon, and the guy just, he flipped to one page, and he showed it to me. And what it is, is this guy's it's autobiographical, like, gay comics. Um, really short stuff, little strips. and But he draws himself as a bunny. And everyone else is, like, real. Um, <laughs> so Which is kind of funny given this one page and had me read it as one like strip and I died laughing. I had like tears in my eyes and I gave him 20 bucks for it right there. It was so good. Well, the cover has a uh, what is it? it there's like the, there's the guy who's the bunny and right. he's drawing like a little comic strip. And but in the background on his bed, there is a twink with little like bunny ears and he's tied up. And, and in he's underwear. Down and in underwear. Yes. Well, read the prayer, read the opening. Just read oh. that. That was so funny. This guy's this. We should get him on as an do an interview I with will, him. Uh, I'll try to talk to him because this is this is pretty. Actually, it'd probably uh, better if Oral. <clears throat> oh, <All> right. <laughs> more Go appropriate. Ahead. Well, <laughs> try and make it a little masculine, though. Oh, yeah. Try <laughs> what? <clears throat> Dear Jesus, please send to me a cute, skinny twink that will let me tie him up and slap his face a little while I fuck him in strange positions. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a state taste, but it is—it's really funny. I think Jared just read the entire thing while yeah. we were sitting here. It's—it's um, uh, it's interesting. He's—he's uh, he's definitely very much a uh, Robert Crumb fan, and he even mentions it briefly in his, uh-huh. uh, in, uh, in his story. But I—I like—I like this. You can see it in the eyes and the bunny. <laughs> and the uh, eyes and the twink. No. So yeah, it's a little little gay gem out there. Go check it out. It's, it's cool. Awesome. That sounds cute. Um, and this is also sort of indie, but not really. Archaea. You know, I've been on that Archaea kick. You know, Tail of Sand and all that. I got the Dark Crystal uh, creation myth. You, did you get it at the store, or did you get it in DC? You got it in DC, didn't you? It's even worse than that. I bought it on Amazon. <gasps> dun dun dun. So anyway. I love you all. Mm-hmm. I give you lots of my monies. Mm-hmm. We'll just have Aaron listen to this part. Oh, <laughs> shit. 
<laughs> so, uh, have anybody read this creation myth? I Does anybody know. like Dark Crystal? I, I love Dark, Dark Crystal. Crystal. Did you Scared read this? the crap out of me as a child? I, I was a little disappointed in mine because it's Brian Farr wrote it, but he didn't draw it. So it's that still was... pretty good, though. Mm. Did you want to? Yeah, I'll, I'll read it. I had not seen Dark Crystal in forever. Uh, this is the origin of the world. It's creation myth. And it starts with Agra, who Agra is the kind of creepy plant creature woman thing. She starts everything. Yeah, I didn't remember <laughs> that at all. She's like the Gaia of the world. Like, she can manifest. That's the one that takes out the eye. Her yeah. Eye, right? oh. oh, and they show, they show her that she loses her eye. And they show the creatures that eventually get split into the Skeksis and the, uh, the Mystics. Uru. The Uru. Mm-hmm. Uh I really enjoy it, and it's part one of three, so there's actually going to be two more of these, but uh, by different artists. Um, did uh, you geeks out, guys? You ever read any uh, of the Dark Crystal stuff? I used to watch that movie obsessively, and I still, uh, if it's ever on or if it's ever referenced, I will just wind up coming home and watching it. Uh, but I remember I haven't read any of the recent stuff, but I, I uh, they had like a cartoon series of it. Or like a comic book of it that I, I used to get wow. uh, at my local comic shop years ago, I think. Um, if you have oh. a chance, what's, have you seen it? Um, I don't know if I've seen that It one. wasn't a manga, was it? Does one of you live near LaGuardia? <laughs> JFK. <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if you have a chance, go check out this book by Archaea. It's uh, yeah, Brian Frude uh, mm. scripted and somebody else actually uh, wrote it even, so... Uh, Beautiful cover, though. And they introduce Agra's son, who isn't in the movie, but plays a very pivotal role. He's a trickster. Oh, yeah. He's totally a trickster. So uh, let's move on. We'll talk some Marvel, talk some DC, you know, the big stuff. We've already talked a little bit about some of the exciting things. I know with Marvel... AVX is coming up. Zero comes out this Wednesday. Some people in this room might... uh, be ready to talk about it on an upcoming uh, on thing? A, on an upcoming, yes. 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 yes, that's all we want to say. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to that, very much so. But, but I, I want to assuage people's fears that I, I don't have any worries about the main story. Um, the tie-ins we'll see with some right. of the, the yeah. team-ups, but that's always the case. Right. But this main story, I totally have faith in. Yeah. All I know is that the Phoenix is coming back and the Marvel Universe just shit itself. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, I mean, looking at the covers and stuff and the, 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 the what the story's about, I can't help but feel this is the biggest like instance of like pandering to fans that I've seen oh, in a yeah. long oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, the Phoenix, the Phoenix, look, there's the Phoenix. Oh, here's a cover with just the Phoenix. It's and then, oh, there's the Avengers Phoenix. And, and now, no, Iron Fist is going to do with the Phoenix, too. Everyone's going to be a Phoenix. But it's yeah. Avengers Phoenix. The world's going to be destroyed. Thick like pander, yeah, absolutely. The I only know. thing is, it's like I look at this, and Marvel spent so much time making it one big universe because it was always Avengers, it was right. the Marvel universe, and the X Men. And now they work so hard to bring it yeah. together, and now they're destroying. My it theory is that what Bendis is doing, because we've heard, though I don't think it's been officially confirmed, he's taking over at least some of the X Men stuff. Uncanny X Men. I think they are building a new status quo that will bel- better blend the two. Is my guess, my theory. Because that's what Bendis has slowly been doing with the Avengers, having you know a Wolverine, uh, Beast to some extent, although that was Secret Avengers, and now Storm, trying to bring those characters over. Right. I think the, so, the post-status quo might be more of well, a blended universe, a full Marvel universe, not X-Men's Corner and the Avengers, everything else, you know? I just wish it were maybe a little bit m- – it made the whole universe look a little smarter because it sounds like giant cataclysmic cosmic event – 
oh my god, let's fight each other, is yeah. all Marvel ever fucking does. Well, the one thing that they did say, I heard Bendis on Word Balloon with John Suntress, and they, he did say what they've tried to do with this event is every decision that they feel like, okay, well, we normally should do this, they don't. So they're really trying with this series uh, to make counter uh, to counter your expectations. So I mean, we'll see if that works. That may not. Oh, yeah, sure. that always when I read that, I was like, well, that's a little nerve wracking because sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes you need. <laughs> yeah, the story has an arc. There's always like you know, it's it's the whole mythic uh, Campbell esque sort of stuff. So some stuff you don't want to screw with, or you'll end up with. Uh, what's uh, Fear Itself? I mean, you know, that yeah. kind of didn't yeah. go with expectations either. I'm pretty skeptical <laughs> about this. Did, did anyone else read uh, Zero? AVX Zero? Yes. yes. I actually liked that. I liked yeah. that, that whole WandaVision moment. Oh, yeah, I, I, I will say this, though. Well, we can't say too much about the WandaVision well, moment. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the thing... The, oh, well, Oh, yeah, because it hasn't come. Damn. Yeah, it comes after Wednesday. <laughs> well, when this comes out, it will already be out. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay, so here, here's, here's my thing, and I understand why they they had to do it but i've never been a huge fan of building up characters then to depower them later so like when you know wanda she's done all these things and yeah she had the boost from the quote-unquote life force see um see children's crusade but like she was still really powerful and she can't take down modok by herself like she's out of practice she's out of practice but you get rusty you know, just just like i don't know like maybe a month ago a couple weeks ago she was beating down doom bots and stuff and like she <laughs> wore herself out she's tired she needs a break but i want to know okay a spa weekend where really. did vision like i know like tony stark introduced him in the avengers but yeah. he has like all his old memories yeah like he's like i want to talk to my wife the wanda and I'm because like, huh? he restored her, uh, a stark restored him from an old copy yeah Wow, so, so it's still the Wonder Man's yeah. imprint. Yeah, yeah, all that. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's coming out. And, you know, related to... Uh, actually, not related to that. Um, Fantastic Four, not related <gasps> at all. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Did you guys... 604? Yes. 604 and... Uh, First of all, FF Geeks Out, do you guys read Fantastic Four? I don't. I uh, don't. Seriously? Hick, Hick, John Hickman, probably one of the best... I, he's probably my favorite writer right now. I love Mark Wade too, though. He just wrapped up his epic arc on FF and Fantastic Four. He's been doing for, what, two, almost three years probably mm -hmm. now? It's the one that they killed off Johnny Storm. It's all that part of that. Yeah. Um, basically, again, we're spoiling shit. This is what happens on this show. We got to talk about what happened. Fantastic Four is fighting for their lives against Celestials. And when Celestials show up, no, you know some serious shit. Not just the Celestials, shit. the Mad The Mad Celestials, right, right, right. So they're about to get their clocks clean completely by this. Then the FF, which is all the kids, show up. And they've been secretly working with... Um, future their, versions. Yeah. Uh, future future Vers Franklin and future Valeria. Uh-huh. But you don't know that. Until right. Which is kind of a reveal. cool thing. The big reveal. The big reveal. I've well, always been a big fan of Valeria. I like her. She yeah. is interesting because the way Hickman writes her, she's a kid, but she's a kid that... She has a little too much power. She's too big for her britches. She's too big for her britches. She's too much like her dad. So she basically has, like, she, she would have sacrificed her family mm -hmm. for the greater good of the Council of Reeds and all that. But anyway, the point is, what uh, had previously happened was Galactus had shown up and got killed by the Celestials. The Celestials, mm -hmm. like, did this big team-up thing. Yeah. And, and Doctor oh, Doom also died trying to stop them from coming to our world. So these guys have taken out two of the biggest, like, yeah. 
guys that we have in our universe. But the the best part about it is is that Hickman had set everything in motion so long ago. He's like, you know, this is what's happened. This is why you find out Reed's dad travels through time. Yep. Is because he finds out that on this day, everything that Reed has ever done catches up with him and he dies. Yeah. And he's been trying trying to save his son. He realizes that he can't. So he turns to his grandson. Right. And so Franklin in the future has been communing with himself in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, Training him to build like this pocket universe of energy or something, mm-hmm. which we know uh, Franklin can do from back in the old days with Heroes Reborn yeah. and all that crap. Yeah. So, so he's been stowing away this pocket universe, putting all of his energy in younger Franklin. Future Franklin comes down out of the sky like, Jesus Christ himself. The, the, the return, I mean, yeah. the rapture, all that. He um, is fighting these mad celestials. He takes out one of them. Two of them are ganging up on him. He takes this pocket universe that little Franklin has been saving for all this time, sends it to Galactus, yep. commands him to rise, no, he and says... says to, to me, me my, my Galactus. Galactus. Oh, so basically, and you see in one of the captions, like Galactus has had many heralds. Franklin has had only, only one. one. <laughs> and it was just like, oh my god, that was great. Like that whole build up, everything Holy that we've god. gone through was great. And then Valeria gave Doom an Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, I totally missed that. So no wonder he's not. Yeah, you know, he's still possibly. Yeah, like he's got a few Doom bots in a. In a no, Infinity it's not a Doom bot. The old reeds. They went around to all the universes killing Galactuses, and every yeah. time they found a Doom, they lobotomized him. Yep, yep. And so Doom, he Valeria, she, when he went to sacrifice himself, somehow gave him the ability to survive or whatever. He survived, and he goes to the room, and all these like decommissioned Dooms just stand up, and all I can say is uh, okay. Doom. Okay, so Doom. I totally and he's like, skipped that panel. And he's like, from I here, that. I can rule. And yeah. oh, you're like, what? It's like, Doom with like a thousand other Dooms. So I got to go back, and I totally missed that panel. I don't know how that happened. Doom. Um, so uh, what uh, What else? That's it. Basically, that's the end of the big arc. Yeah. And yeah. everybody kind of lives, sort of. Yeah. In a very kind of cool new status quo, I guess, with Galactus. I don't know what they're going to do with that. Is that the end of FF? Or is well, that gonna... No, FF keeps going. Fantastic Four keeps going with Hickman for at least another like six issues or something. But yeah, um, I, I don't know where FF is going. Oh, yeah, going. he's ending his run this yep. summer. Yeah. But um, what I really like is that they've given us like the complete like um Franklin Richards like storyline yeah because you know like he and Galactus, it's kind of like River Song yeah. you get to see the end the end but he's not dead either well, though. no 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 he's no, no, triumphed. no 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 he's he's triumphed and he says you know Galactus says I've always thought that I will be the only one at the end of the universe and now I know I'm not going to be alone yeah. and that's what it's really been he's always been alone yeah he's had these heralds oh they're he, gay he, for each other yeah he's had these girls oh, I didn't oh, think about like, that let's call him Geralt which one's on. the top which one's the bottom well you know did you guys ever read Earth X and Universe sex and paradise sex and all that stuff no you should because in that alternate kind of thing they do franklin becomes galactus so when i read this i thought back to that oh "Oh, that's kind of a cool way to tie those two in anyway fantastic four is amazing speaking of heralds did they ever explain what didn't frankie no ray nova come back in that shitty marvel diva series oh god (laughs) she did do you think they dropped that like a bad habit like running around out there somewhere probably but they show show up during this battle yeah well you know i meant to mention with cosmic firebird too (laughs) what what say that again I love it when Marvel brings back some crazy dead bitch like that. They are mm. all about mining their backlist of B heroines and yes. making them relevant again. Like, Hellcat. Uh, Photon? Photon? I'm sorry. Oh, wait a minute. Um, yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. Photon. She led the Avengers. And, and Mockingbird. She's <sighs> back and yep. better than ever. Uh, Hellcat came back. She's awesome. Yeah. I love Patty. Patsy. I meant to mention with AVX, one of the things coming out of that is a new Captain Marvel. And we have seen a picture of the new Captain Marvel, and it is Miss Marvel going oh, now by yeah. Captain Marvel and looking like Rosie the Riveter. Oh. Which you guys don't like, I heard. I have like a bellhop. Different. <laughs> she looks like, like a bellhop. bellhop. She's a train uh, conductor at Toys R Us. No. Well, I, I, I find it to be kind of garish, the, the colors, the red and the yellow and the blue. I think it's a little bit literal. Also, not to get all, you know, feminist realness, 70s Ms. Marvel, but what I liked about the Dave Cockrum costume was that it wasn't derivative of the original Cree Captain Marvel. It was her own legacy for her own career as a superhero. And now it seems like they are taking Carol Danvers away from that and putting her into the Cree Captain Marvel legacy, which is like, okay, there's a new Captain Marvel again, but what happened to Carol Danvers as... Um, I, I and and now the, her costume is referencing the male predecessor. It's a. It looks like the TV unreal. Wonder Woman costume. Oh, <laughs> see, I like it because I first of all I love the uh, the bold visual style. I love the colors. I love the way she stands out in front of it. She looks like a, a lesbian, but um, oh, I love the, Kelly Sue DeConnick. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Matt Fraction is actually writing this. And they're going to launch a new show out, a new series out of it. And I love her writing. I love she's fantastic. She's really spunky and awesome. And everything she's done, I've really enjoyed. So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, and I like the costume. Yeah, so. I mean, I responded to. Um, I like the so original too. The the costume designer talked about, and and I think I quoted uh, Mr. Connick, and they were talking about um, flight as a metaphor and and flight as escape and and and. So there was a lot of that kind of Carol being a pilot yeah. and, and, and flight being a sort of like a, the ultimate extension of human something, something, something. Um, yeah, I have the quote here. It's from uh, Madeleine Langle. Uh, I don't say her name. Yeah, Langle. In our dreams, we are able to fly, and that is a remembering of how we are meant to be. So her pitch was about, like you said, about being a pilot. It's about flight literally and figuratively and what elevates us and all that stuff so and i think that is very cool i don't hate costume redesigns on principle i just don't happen to care for the particular details of this one i don't like the piping i don't like the visible seams i don't like those little rivety details on the gloves i think the sash yeah. belt kind of is you know for no good reason she's wearing a flight suit why are you going to tie a sash belt around yeah. it well, that I might be it's homage to the old one right for that, it's for the a, it's a great way to reference the original from her Cockrum costume, but uh, you know if you're going to integrate it, integrate it more smartly. Yeah. That's what I say. Well, I like it, so there you go. But yeah, oh. if you go to Geeks Out, there's actually a great um, uh, we actually have, we're thumbing through here, and it goes through all the different costumes. Really excellent job of like covering the different eras of her. Uh, so Thank you. I wrote that post. Very cool. Check that out uh, when you guys have a chance, uh, all of you listeners. Now, let's move on because I want to get through all these books that we want to talk about. Were there any other Marvel books that we really stood I think out? that's it. That's the big ones. Let's yeah. go to the big ones. Cable and that, that whole uh, terrible uh, ex-sanction uh, thing ended, uh, that was just uh, shit. Yeah. The only thing that was remotely good was the fact that Cable and his dad, uh, you know, Cyclops, had a moment. And I always liked their relationship and seeing more yeah. of their father-son stuff. Yeah. The rest of it was terrible. Well, I did like when Cyclops was just going, Captain America, please stop. Like, because they were all hurting Cable. Yeah. 
yeah. He's like, yeah. leave my son alone. Yeah. Please, you I mean, know, that moment. I, I actually didn't uh, read it. Can you just tell me how it ends? Uh, Hope cables, turns to the Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> Hope, Hope turns to the Phoenix You're to kidding. heal Cable. No, no. To heal Cable of the techno-organic yeah, he, virus. totally cured him of the He is now, I guess, there with them at Utopia, maybe, in, like, yeah. I don't know, stasis? I don't know. So, basically, he'll come back into play at Wait, some point. is she not... The Phoenix already? It seemed weird that she could Phoenix Phoenix power. I think it's headed here, so now she's able to tap into it. Interesting and confusing. Um, And so was there any, like, blowout, the fact that Scott and Wolverine were in the same room again? No. No. no mention. No post yeah, like This is Jeff Loeb. I don't think he yeah. really. Nah, he didn't care. Oh, okay. It's a modern day divorce. They're keeping it very civil. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. So yeah, and the Avengers. They ended that terrible Norman Osborn storyline. I really oh, should just. God. I would drop that book cold if I didn't really want to see the um, the art by uh, Simonson coming up mm. and the AVX tie-in. I'm so tired. Of it's Norman just Osborn. Avengers is just. Uh, yeah, they did Bad. nothing with that whole... Was, what was the point? Super adaptoid Norman Osborn, and it was just awkward. And they didn't even show the climax. Like, they, they had this big thing where they took him down, and they didn't even show it. Oh, yeah, we got Norman in custody. And his team was such a kind of like a hot team when they put Superior in the old Ms. Marvel outfit mm-hmm. and, like, blonde Moonstone dressed up like Oral. It really worked, and it, but you never, really, you never really saw them fight as the as Avengers. No, it was very disappointing. I don't know what. Caddy bitch. <laughs> oh, caddy, caddy bitch. I don't even know what this is about. That was awesome. Did you hear him? Moonstone dressed up as uh, Oral. Oh, <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. Totally over my head. Nice, nice. Um, what other? Who's going to DC? Yeah, DC's yeah. more interesting these days. So we talked about <laughs> Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was fantastic. Batman. Oh. Big oh, reveal in oh, Batman. We, I didn't read we, it. Oh. Go ahead. Go Court ahead. of Owls. You know about Talon. You know, yeah. he's like an undead, revived, like, warrior. Can we say okay. who? Can we it say who? It turns out he's been planting. The Court of Owls have been planting these people all over. Do you, what, what do you think? I see a face. I just, I don't want to know. <laughs> Somebody near and dear to Batman is one of them. Yes. And they reveal that. And they reveal, like, Batman kind of. Not preventing it, but I don't know. He does something to prove is to it, this it's person. It's someone in, the, in Scott Snyder's art. Say it, Oral. Yeah. Just say it. I know you want it. Oh, it's well, Dick Grayson. Yes. Damn it. That's Grayson. Dick Grayson. It's an ancestor yeah. of the Grayson. That and was, he's a uh, bird. The cra- yep. There's the imagery wait, they're going what? for. Okay. Bats wait, wait, versus wait, wait. birds. You're, you're confusing him. You're confusing him. So what Sorry. it is is that the Court of Owls always has the talent. They're assassin. And they've been grooming people out of this traveling group of performers so that circus that the Graysons come out of, every generation, they pick somebody and start to like slowly change their uh, physiology so they can become these undead warriors. With a tooth. With a like tooth like when, when they die. So Dick was supposed to be the next Talon. And Bruce found out about it and bitch slapped him across the back. <laughs> Wait, I'm the so goddamn Dick, Batman. Dick Grayson was aware of this? No, no. no. He so why aware. did he hurt? He would have. He would have known, but his parents died. He beat the crap like he smacked him out to knock the tooth out. So he could show him they planted <laughs> this. Of course, that uh-huh. worked years ago. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. okay. It was quite a moment. Somebody said. Uh, actually, I was talking to Hex about it. He said that it was an homage, sort of pokingly, to the uh, Frank Miller "I'm the goddamn Batman" and slapping Robin across the face mm. or something. I don't it's know. All Star Batman. Yeah, that terrible whatever. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So now all the talons that they do have are being released into the city, oh, and this is where wow. we're going to get the whole Parliament or Court of Owls. Yeah, there's a huge stuff, event. You know. All the bat books are yeah, having yeah, uh, an owl yeah. attack them. Yeah. <laughs> I can't so. believe Birds of Prey is being attacked by the talons. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, so that was a huge thing. And Swamp Thing 7, new Swamp Thing, finally makes his appearance, and he's got fucking wings, which is kind of cool. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that got 10 out of 10 on IGN, the second book to ever do that, or third book to ever do that. What I love about Snyder, uh, it's not Snyder, it is Snyder, this is Mm -hmm. both of his books. I love that he did a slow build-up with Alex Holland, and showing Alex Holland as Alex Holland, not as Swamp Thing. Mm -hmm. And you really feel the pain of his decision to say... No, I, 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 he does it for Abby. He wants her, he wants to save her, and the only way he can do that is if the, uh, the Parliament of Trees gives him their remaining energy and turns him into Swamp Thing. And he actually has to use his little bio-restorative formula, all that stuff from the original, you know, that caused him to become Swamp Thing, or whatever. He uses what that. What does the wings look like? What's that? What do the wings look like? Mossy, like, yeah. like dragonfly-esque. Sort of. They don't show a lot. It's the very last panel. But yeah, kind of a weird hybrid of planty and animal-y mm-hmm. stuff. Swampy. Um, swampy, yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, it You're was really... You're a doctor, right? You're a scientist? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what else is there for DC? I mean, they have um, a bunch of good stuff. There was Shazam. Stuff. <gasps> yeah. What about Shazam? Oh, the Justice League. Did you guys read Justice League this week? Geeks out, boys? Oh, no, I... The, I will admit this. I will stand on my own two feet, and I will say that the rodeo bull of the new Fifty Two shook me off pretty early. Oh, um, I, it, there wasn't there wasn't a lot for me. I feel like it was an a, an experiment that ended up being more exciting for longtime DC fans than it did to bring new readers on board. Huh. And so I would I would have been a new reader. I was a lifelong like binary black white yes no uh marvel dc marvel reader um and so this i thought was going to be an opportunity to really jump in and a lot of it just didn't really inspire me i have very i will say i have very mainstream comic taste i like my superhero joe's square jawed and caped and you know um but it it didn't resonate with me so no i haven't been reading it i felt like a little bit let down as a fan but um other people are enjoying it, and that's all for the better for the industry. Yes. I yeah. Guess. No. It's it's funny because I've actually heard almost the opposite. I have friends that really? are long, longtime yeah. DC fans, and they hate it. They hate it. They're like, "Why can't we have our old universe back?" But then I have a lot of friends who have not. Inevitable, isn't it? Is that inevitable? Well, yeah, of course. Um, well, if, well, if you're right, like in new readers, six, yeah, Pandora, like that was. A, I think felt that that was a scapegoat. Yeah. To if, kind of uh, uh, if it didn't go well, right, change it back. Yeah, but I mean, I have a lot of friends that like they are they're, they're Marvel readers or they have never really given DC the time of day, and now they're actually enjoying books that I don't necessarily enjoy, but they like it any anyway. So, um, yeah, wait, uh, I, 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 my experience, I mean, um, so I've I've always been a casual reader of of DC, and this has really thrown me in at least to a couple books. Justice League, I read I read number six in the shop. Didn't buy it. Uh, oh, that's oh, terrible! Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh, shame. <laughs> it's like, well, this could be interesting. Um, but I, I do feel like, like, I mean, the reboot did a couple things that annoyed me, and one is like Stephanie Brown is my girl. The spoiler. Um, but- I like her too, actually. Sorry. I like Stephanie Brown. I like Cassandra Kane, and I was disappointed when they were like, and now Barbara Gordon's back because I. I didn't. Know, I don't know Barbara Gordon as Batgirl. Right. I never had Barbara Gordon as Batgirl. Um, because she was great of... as Oracle. She was wheeling around, solving all the problems with the computer. So it was great. Yep. Yeah. So what did Batman um, have to do? 
And so, and so those things bothered me. And then Batman and Robin became less awesome. Um, yeah, but I'm glad they kept Damian Wayne because he's someone who's grown on me. And yeah. actually, Batman—that's one book specifically. Batman and Robin this this past month. Uh, this one seven. They finally reached the end of that first arc with the nobody, the Duquesne. Mm-hmm. I thought that was an excellent. That like, was a uh, great. Just that it gave me chills when I read "Forgive Me, Father, for I Have Sinned." Oh, I know he kills the guy at the end i mean he like yeah. puts his finger in his head or something it's like what <laughs> it's fucked up i mean damien yeah kills pops kills and just the, looks at yeah, uh, he, Bruce. All creepy. my boyfriend reads uh i think batman and robin still he's a bigger dc reader. and i don't oh, know he says no <laughs> i didn't like the gleason art uh when he did uh green lantern core but i think he's really grown as an artist or they have a different anchor or something in this in batman and robin it's it's beautiful he's done a great job because he's better with the darkness as opposed to the light yeah it's probably part of it um but uh, anyway, so no, the big uh, Justice League thing this week, they finally got over the whole stupid, you know, let's go back five years ago, show how they started. <laughs> yeah, now we're current. We're current. We're seeing that uh, Steve Trevor, is yes. that right? Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman's, uh, you know, man friend. Uh, he's like their handler for this government agency called Argus. Yeah. And he is like really She's knowledgeable. He's like the Val Cooper. Yeah, he's totally their Val Cooper. And he... Um, you know, he's being shadowed by somebody who wants to bring down the Justice League, and they now figure out that oh, Steve Trevor's the guy. He's the linchpin. If we can, if we can uh, turn him, or if we can do something to him, we'll be able to get at the league. Uh, but they introduce the Watchtower. They uh, they kind of show them talking to uh, the politicians, which is kind of mm-hmm. funny because they're just like, ah, fuck you, whatever. Um, and then at the end of that, so that's all you know, just normal. And then at the end, they have a, uh, a backup like five, six pages, right? And uh, it's all about the new uh, Captain Marvel Shazam. reboot called Shazam. And Billy Batson is a fucking dick. He is. He is basically somebody. And I didn't think about it. So somebody came up to me and said, "So he's what kids are today." Oh that's yeah, exactly what he is. Spoiled fucking. <laughs> he's a orphan, smartass. I mean, I, I don't. I don't want to generalize at all, but I know certainly. I have known. People who've come out of the system have been adopted or been been in the um, the foster care. the foster care, and they're not always the most like easy to get along with people because they're bounced around family to family and they've right. had a rough life, and so that is what they're getting at. I think with him, it's not just that he's just your average smart ass little kid today, but I think he's really someone who would have come out of the foster well, system. In the you know? system, yeah, yeah. I and, also like I. I, I like the idea of, of a Billy that isn't uh, the goody two-shoes because I think that that's not only more realistic but also more interesting. Like, yeah. what happens when you give a kid like that the ability to change into, like, a full-grown adult powerhouse? Agreed. Right. Uh, and I also, I also really, really, really like the hood. Hmm. I'm super – like, I know people were pissed about it, but I'm into uh, – I'm into the look. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's more like magical, like kind of like a hood, like a cloak, you know? I am always a fan of the hood. Well, people are like, uh, some people yes. are so upset. <laughs> <laughs> As an intactist, I, like I should the, say, I'm I can only shake my head. You, <laughs> coverage is more natural. It's, yeah, it protects you. Anyway, um, so, uh, oh God, I'm getting Facebook messages. It's like Crown Royal. Why would you go for it without the purple velvet bag it comes in? <laughs> Amen. I may have to use that if I may. Thank you. Um, so, uh, what other DC books are there? Is that. I, mean, oh, well, I like oh. Green Lantern. Can we talk about, <laughs> we talk about Earth's Finest? Earth's Finest? World, yes. World's, world's, world's Finest. finest Earth with, and Earth 2. Right. Coming. And uh, the new James Robinson and the uh, new JLA sexy Power stuff. Girl costume. Go on, girls. Bring back the boob window. <laughs> Thank you. Well, they changed it in the first I, issue and the second issue. There are already two costume changes. 
Yeah. Does you know, she, she has the big P. Yeah, exactly. She has the big P in the first one. And then the second one goes all the way down the side. Wow. So it's like already second issue. But I'm more I'm more annoyed with the change of her body because I like a power girl who looks meaty and thick and well, muscly. Joyce Amen. Perez. Yeah, yeah see, bro. Perez has got That's that style. School. Amanda Connor, one of the one of our favorite artists here. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. does probably the most iconic, gorgeous, curvilicious uh power girl, and she's fantastic in that. And that costume. I really liked Alex Ross's like meaty, like bodybuilder yeah. power yes. woman from yeah. Kingdom Come. Like that's, that's always what I thought of with Power Girl, and that's why the whole like cheesy joke about the boob, boob window never bothered me because boob window, schmoob window, she could kick your ass. Yeah, she <laughs> could. and she looks so different from all the other women that you have drawn yes, on these books, like right? Like it's like so she's like, like a burlesque like, with Amanda Waller earlier this year, where they made her like a skinny lady again, oh. and then like with Wonder Woman where she looks like she looks like what she reminds me of is actually a woman a soccer mom she's got like hair that makes it easy for her to shower and like a body that looks like she spends a lot more time on the treadmill like I like a power girl who's like picking up trucks you know like this power girl definitely talks a lot about the Stairmaster oh my god wow. that's awesome that's pretty awesome that was great I, uh... one thing that I noticed in a lot of the fan reaction that came out at, right after that cover was sneaked was people were like I couldn't tell it was Power Girl and is yeah. that what you want when you're like reintroducing a major character is for someone not to get it like Ma- right away you don't get it who it is many people have said that the DCU even if the stories are good the, the retouching of the characters costumes and some of it's not even sticking have you noticed Batman having his little lines on his costume much they, they oh. kind of re- edited that out quickly no, he still has the metal cup though Oh, he has the metal cut. Yes. Well, that's important. I mean, <laughs> well, Superman, okay. they've at least made the new outfit sort of make sense. And, you know, Grant Morrison did that cool issue where he shows him picking the costume up from the... And it goes white. Yeah. Go, and it turns into the family crest. That was cool. And I like mm-hmm. that they, you know, established why that is. But a lot of this other stuff, it's just so, like, arbitrary. And people don't like the redesign. Or they don't like the redesign part of the reboot. So, uh, did you notice all the other, like, Superman's redesign for Earth 2? I mean, they're... I guess in this Earth 2, you know, is Superman maybe a little older? Lois is dead and all that, but he doesn't look old. He looks like very kind of like Superman. Yeah, but I mean, it is the different costume. So and it's Wonder like Wonder Woman looks like a badass. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't know quite what like to make. Soldier. Yeah, exactly. Like a real army. I don't I know. I liked it when they did that with Wonder Woman, when they remembered that, you know, the Amazons were warriors and she's, you know, goddess of truth and she's, you know, got the the peacenik side, but they were warriors. Well, um, remember in yep. issue seven, they're also pirates. Oh, mm. butt pirates! Yeah. <laughs> oh. Steal men's uh, seed or whatever, and <laughs> rape men and then throw them overboard. Shit. <laughs> and then give up their male babies for Hephaestus' oh, workshop, God. which oh. is actually okay because they seem to like it there. Yeah, they play with tools. Okay. And okay. I'm I'm fine. Fine. I, re- I was I when I saw that panel, um, I. Uh, when I saw that panel, I thought instantly <laughs> of the Simpsons joke where uh, Homer takes Bart to the steel mill. Oh. He's like, hot oh, Everybody dance Yes. Homer <laughs> card, we play hard. <laughs> so what other books, uh, before we head out, do you guys have, uh, you geeks out boys? Do you, any other books stand out to you? Uh, I'm still licking the boys. Uh, that's really? the that I'm thinking of. Yeah, well, they're about I... to become the dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I, what are you I, about? The boys. 
Yeah, the boys. Now Garth Ennis is that's ending, and now his new book was supposed to be the same kind of thing as the Dicks. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't like Garth Ennis at all. I've you never don't. read anything that I've enjoyed of his. Yeah, I, I even tried Preacher. Everyone loves Preacher. I did the first trade. I'm like, eh, just little think, things here and there. I like. I love but. the boys. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think like it's it's definitely a book that I read and I get mad at him for a lot of it. Right. But I I enjoy the concept of the world he's building. Yeah. He's, he's built. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, like, if you met Batman, if Batman exists in the real world, right? Like, that guy is definitely an asshole. Right. Uh, and, so, and so, like, I appreciate that there's a comic out there that sort of has that component to it. I do like the pro. He did that. I forgot. Yeah, that was that. great. That was really that was good. good. But I like Cross, that most of the disgusting. Cross, I just can't. But, it's the, yeah, it's. I know our store here. They love the cross. They have all this cross promotion stuff. Well, they don't want one person. Well, <laughs> well, Aaron, Aaron, back in the day before Anna was around, loved it too. You know, honestly, I don't know. It's just I don't get it. I don't get I don't it. Know. It's too much. But um, well, it looks like we've reached the end of our show. We have, yeah, and that's a shame because we've enjoyed very much having Joey and John from Geeks Out on. Oh, you guys are fantastic! Thank you for having us. We, Thank you very much. This has been really, really fun. We hope to definitely keep in touch with you guys. I, you know, I would love to extend what you guys are doing up in New York City in any way we can down here and get some more, you know, money in the in the good cause of getting a. You know, young young men and women who are troubled with their identity into comic books. I don't know. <laughs> really? Oh, you're upset here. Read this. Yeah, <laughs> it gets better. Here, there's another issue. It's another man. issue. It's good. Uh, Listen, and- in my house, a bear can extend whatever he wants to extend. <laughs> you can cross post to our site and play uh, geeksout.org, and we will be all about flamemon.net. Do you, do you host bears occasionally when they want to come to New York City? Is that... Uh, we do live right near oh. LaGuardia. You said it. Is, <laughs> is this really happening right here? Yeah, it is. Aren't you jealous, girl? I've always uh, wanted to go to New York City. And anyway. I can cook. Oh, we're all coming. When you're <laughs> well. But thank you again. Absolutely. You. And uh, on that note... Uh, Flame, Flame off. off. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 